two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Yeah, so on today's show, we we have... Oh, I'm sorry. Sarge was muted. We're good now. How are you doing, Sarge? How, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> It's okay. We're all good here. Uh, Dear, uh, Sarge's audio is so messed up right now. Say something, Sarge. Check, check one. Oh, Sibilant. Your your audio Sibilant. is so desynced. You know what? Um, unmute yourself in Skype. And give me one second. Because you, you are way, way desynced. Okay, so say something now. How about now? How about now? Yeah, you're good. Brown is cow, that, brown. That, how's that now? I yeah, they're they're trying to silence. CD Projekt Red is trying to silence Sarge from speaking. That's what that's what's happening. All right, he should be good now. We should all be good now. We're all fine here. How are you? Okay. Should I should I, should I mute myself in Discord? I already did. I muted you in Discord. Okay. 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 On today's show. Professionalism here. Nothing but professionalism on the Generation X Gaming Podcast. Uh, on today's show, we're going to go over the Division 2 update. They have a trailer. We're going to show that. We're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 shortages and the Xbox shortages. Uh, we're going to be talking about, if we have time, we're going to be talking about Disney's all the shows that they've, not individually, but we're just going to talk about all the shows they've kind of announced. We're going to talk about Warner Brothers uh bringing their whole list of 2021 movies onto HBO Max simultaneously while in the theaters. We're going to talk about Halo Infinite. We're going to be talking about Xbox numbers that they they've like the future of 2021 and what they're what they're they're promoting right now. Uh we're going to talk about the Marvel's update about Kate Bishop because we didn't talk about that last week because the video game award show that was out. We're going to talk about the scalpers. They rack in over 43 million dollars and they're I'm going to tell you why it's a good thing. <laughs> okay? We're going to tell you why it's a good thing. UK UK uh, politicians are trying to change the garbage that's going on with that. Okay. We're going to talk about EA to buy Codemasters for $1.3 billion, I believe. We're going to be talking about ARC 2 coming to Xbox launch exclusive. Remember, it's a, they, they like to put extra words in there to make it sound like it's big. Okay, but it really isn't. It's just launch exclusive. Oh, no, uh, it's good. It's good. Activision fans out there, I know there's a bunch of you. I know there's a bunch of Activision fans out there. Call of Duty had the best launch ever of all Call of Duties in digital gaming. Okay, the best. They've sold the most games ever in digital gaming. Okay, for Call of Duty. And we're going to go, what did they do now, Sarge? I mean, oh, they, they, there's they, a, did an, they did an Activision. Is what they there, did. There's a new, there's a new, person trying to trying to outdo the douchiness in this in the gaming development field here and it's cd pr okay cd project red said 
hold my beer bethesda here's my here's my gun bioware take this here's my laundered money activision we have you beat and we're going to talk about cyberpunk 2077 and the debacle it's going to be like an hour yeah so that'll be the half so we're going to try to get through some of these some of these pretty pretty quickly but uh yeah oh and oh and i forgot epic okay among us is a very popular game at the moment okay and fortnite has straight up stolen it and have taken it and put it inside uh fortnite it's a new game mode they've taken among us and they've put it into their game and we're going to talk about that on today's show if you're new to this yeah, podcast a, a lawyer involved in there somewhere <laughs> man you just there's, I don't understand how that works. If you're if you're new to this podcast, it's Generation X Gaming. It's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories of the past week, and we rant along the way. Make sure if you're watching right now on Straight up stole the game. <laughs> YouTube, if you're on here on YouTube watching it live, you can join us here on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, or you can watch it after the fact. Uh, we, are, we do have a join button, so if you are entertained by us and you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can give us super chats. You can join the member button to join 30 and Still Gaming, uh, but you don't have to. It's free content. It's been free content for five years, going on six years, seven seasons, six years. So uh, this is the last show. This is the last show of the 2020 uh, season. So the next time we see you will be the first week of uh, of January, which I believe, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, let me see the actual date. Uh, we're talking on the 7th. The 7th of January will be the first episode of season seven. So, all right. Whew, let's get started, Sarge. This is, this is, this is a big, this is a big one. You don't know how long my microphone's gonna last. Or well, my headset. Well, so depending on what happens. Well, we can go over because I have Windows being installed tomorrow, which I just found out like about an hour ago, right? So we're getting we're getting all new Windows in our in our house, okay? And they're coming. Like, well, like Windows on your computer? Like, no, 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 no. no. What, what does that it's, have it's, to it, do with anything? It's it's worse, right? So I have to move I'm sorry, everything. I'm sorry. All all your Windows? All my Windows, yes. And they're starting. That's, that's- Ridiculous. And they're starting in my bedroom tomorrow. Well, I have things up against that wall over there. So at nine o'clock in the morning, it has to be all cleared because they're coming inside and removing windows. Right. So I have to move all my shit tonight. So after this podcast, I have to then go do work. So I will not be having a stream after this. I am just doing the podcast. So we can go over a little bit. We can go over just a little bit. Uh, and and it's a, it's a full packed show. Welcome, chat. We're we're. It's- how, you can't do all the windows in one day. That's well, no, be it's all weekend. No, it's all weekend. It's all weekend. But they're starting tomorrow at nine a.m. All weekend. Yes, and we have a cold spill coming in. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, but wait, I have a question about the window thing. So, yeah. is it like storm windows, double pane windows, or are we just putting some new glass in the thing? What are we talking about here? Well, we this house was built in nineteen forty-seven. It's a, it's it's an old farmhouse. That's that that's the I windows right part. now. You see the sheet of paper. Yeah, they're about that big. I know. This this sheet of paper is thicker than the windows that are on the house right now. So, so we're getting brand new state of the art windows. Like, okay. like we're putting so your, out your house. Your house will actually hold in air. Correct. We have thirty two windows. Oh my god, thirty two windows, and they're replacing twenty seven of the thirty two. So, well, you might you might as well just do the last. <laughs> The last four. No, well, the last the, the last four are 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 brand new. They're like five year old windows. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, oh. or ten year old, ten year old windows. So, okay. yeah, they're good. Those are the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, if you guys didn't know, this podcast is about Windows. We're going to go into different panes of Windows. We're going to have Bob Vila on the show. We're gonna, he's going to start talking about the different types of Windows that we, that we, did, that we have. Yeah, the difference between a, a bay window and a... An accordion window. You have the actual flip-down yeah. window. You have the... Uh, the uh, I forget. What, what's that ones that, that only go up from the top? What, what's that one called? I forget what that one's called. Shit. Yeah, right. It's it's every window for each Disney Plus announcement. That's right. That's that's exactly what I did, Wolverine. I said, you know what? They just announced 27 shows. Let's get 27 windows, one for each window. Let's do it. They're installing they're installing the Ahsoka windows tomorrow. <laughs> it's 27. It's actually more than that. It's 23 and then 10. So it's like 33 windows or I'm sorry, 33 shows. I got I got I got mixed up there for a second. All right. All right. So let's start off with um, Division two. Let's start off with the Division two trailer. Uh, Division two update trailer. Let me get let me find this in the in the documents here. If you guys would like to submit stories in our uh, submit stories for GXG, you can go to our discord channel inside our discord channel. You can submit uh, new uh, new stories each and every single week. Uh, just let you know, because we're not having a show until January 7th, uh, you probably don't want to submit stuff like this upcoming week or the next week, because we won't talk about those at all. Unless it's a major story, like another company outdid CD Projekt Red in being shadiness, right? If that would, that would be the, the case. Okay. Well, Activision, Activision gets mad when they get knocked off the pedestal. I'm pretty sure they're working on something right now. All right. So here is, uh, division i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play the music or play the actual trailer because it gets demonetized and, and whatever else so we're just gonna show the narrative it's got really cool music sarge is gonna make the music for you sarge will make the music and i'll do the sound effects for for what for what for the trailer right now that's playing on the on the screen sarge it's uh it's action-packed it's showing some stuff from uh from division the Revenge of Fei Lao. That's what it is. That's what the music that... So this is Fei Lao. If you guys remember, if you guys remember Fei Lao, she's the one-eyed bandit. She was from the, uh, from the first... Is this a joke? No, this is not a joke. This is an actual update. It's uh that's out now. You got you got to update. You got to update the. You have to update your uh, division two. This is season four. I'll, I'll pause it here so you guys can see what it, what's happening here. You have Target Viper coming out December eighth. You have Viper League December fifteenth. You got the Golden Bullet Global Event December twenty second, and you have the Outguard. Uh. uh apparel event on uh, December 22nd. And then you have the, all, the, all the other ones leading up to Fei Lao, the primary target. Now, we screwed up last. We didn't play last season. I think we killed one guy in the in the event. We, that, we just stopped playing. We can't. Can we not play it now because we missed I, it? I don't know. I don't know if you've missed season three. Do you have to do season three and season four or season three just gone? I don't know. I mean... I hate to say this. Fei Lao looks like the villain from Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man now, with an eye patch. I mean, she went from a, a woman to looking like the villain from Spider-Man. And I'm not 
She does. She looks like the villain from Spider-Man right now. She slicked her hair back and moved it back to the side, just like. Let me see if I could find a picture of this guy so you can you you can see a side by side comparison. I just noticed that. I just noticed I mean, that. It's been over a year. Where's she been? What has she been doing? Let's see. Villain what's in. She, what's she thinking about? Yeah, you know, I thought Keenan. Keenan was the the main guy, and then after. Um, What's it called? She she was the main she was the the helper in the beginning, and then at the end of Keenan's activity, she got she got greedy, whatever else. Yeah, she all of a sudden, and I saw it coming. The the money the money turned her, and she went to the dark side. It was very simple. Oh, this is for nothing. The world's fucked. I gotta get my slice of the pie. Insert insert right trader dialogue here. Here, let me let me show you. This is this is the guy I'm talking about right here. Okay, this is okay, and then we'll 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 bring her in here. No, but we're gonna cut off her wrist, Wolverine. Definitely, that's definitely happening. She's I mean, can we can we can we all agree that he's just wearing an eye patch now and a gender change? It's the same. It looks like the same guy. Listen, you can't you can't you can't decide on making a villain unless he's got something wrong with him. He's got to have a scar or a eye patch. Missing a bionic arm, dad issues, mom issues with a beard or doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a anyway. Is is this something is this something that you're interested in jumping back into? Do you do you want to play? Like, I don't even think Division could give me an award where I'm done. I'm like, all right, I killed Fei Lao. Like, what am I looking for? I'm kind of just playing the story just to kill her. I have more fun just talking to you and Shifty or Brain or Tempest when we're playing the game than actually playing the actual game, right? Like Division 2, somewhere along the line, is a fun game, but yet has lost me completely because I don't know if it's because of of the the coup that's going on and it's like really hit home, like, you know what I mean? It's like reality or if it's the loot because the loot system and the grind in the game is is good. It's good. It's good. But it just doesn't it just doesn't hook me. Right? Do you find the same thing or you are you different? I mean, do you you feel different? The 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 issue hmm, the issue with division for me is that because it's grounded in reality, it's very hard to change it up. Because either you're gonna be in DC or you're gonna be in DC and then a little bit you can be in New York, that little miniature version of New York that they have, as opposed to the full blown New York. But it's still just DC. It's not like um you're looking at anything different. So when you're constantly playing these missions, going after these guys, yes, it's a it's an objective to do, but I'm always looking at the same thing. Always. There's no refresh of anything because it's gonna be the same. So for me, I can't continuously play it. The saving grace for things of like Destiny and Warframe is the fact that different areas look different. It's a different planet, different terrain. So it makes you feel like you're somewhere else. Your brain doesn't just keep seeing the same stuff over and over again. So it elongates the place the, the play sessions. But it's not a bad game. No. But once again, it's it's everything all together that makes it good or bad. Um Sean in chat says that the summit is amazing for targeted loot and exotics. Now I know when the summit first came out, it wasn't and they switched it on the last or two patches ago or whatever. Um, but it almost feels like I'm playing the, the mega hives and stuff in, 
in Marvel. And it's almost the same thing as the summit, right? Where the summit, the longer you're in, the higher you go. Every 10 levels, you get to continue on. And the, the deeper you go or the higher you go up the building, the better rewards you get. In Marvel's, the deeper you go into the hive, the better rewards you get I mean, up, up have, to eight I floors. Have decent, I have a decent build in Division 2, but I don't have a, a, a high enough min-max build to do the summit correctly. Like, mm. I haven't played enough. Like, I stopped playing. Yeah. I guess we'll check it out. I, I as a group we'll check it out especially over the holidays we'll we'll, we'll play a little bit um <clears throat> but yeah that's division two if you guys didn't know the updates out it came out uh this past uh or last week it came out last week so it's been out for almost 10 days now uh when division two's update so if you guys are haven't played it in a while you might want to check it out it seems like it's uh it's pretty good all right the next thing i want to talk about is like a two-part two-part type of story right there's the scalpers that have taken the $43 million and sold all the stuff that they've gotten and have made $43 million off of the scalped uh, boxes. Now, there was a story earlier today that that Walmart stopped $30 million, which I don't know how three, that— three, three million. Is it $3 million? They stopped $3 million uh, uh, algorithm things to try to stop from, from buying the actual— um, consoles right so they stopped actually, that from actually, happening I'm, I'm sorry i don't think it was three million i think it was a million i'm pretty sure it was i it remember wasn't, it wasn't seeing that big of an hour. It was, i don't think it was three but anyway point being is walmart's walmart somehow managed to stop the the bots from attaining more of the, the, yeah, the that was recent product hold on i i, I have it in the story it's, someone it's, it's it's a little bit of a week ago i think no here it is yeah 20 million ps5 scalping attempts were blocked by Walmart in just 30 seconds. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 20, 20 million PlayStation 5 scalping attempts were blocked by Walmart in just 30 minutes. This article comes from Games Radar. Uh, so there you go. 20 million attempts in 30 minutes. No wonder I can't get a, a goddamn uh, a second. How could, you even, how could you even get on? You're, you're, you're fighting right. between all the bots. It's impossible. Yeah. So on top of that, this this happened like two weeks ago when we when we saw this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up now. I don't know when this video was taken. They don't tell you when this video was taken. This is not from be, a this is not from a movie. Stock footage. Yeah. Stock footage. This is not a movie. This is actually this is actually happening. It's, this is in this is in U, yeah, robbery. This is in you in the UK when this happens. Okay. Now, this is what they're doing to steal. Oh no! This is not it. This is not it. Where is it? This is this is to steal PlayStation Fives on the back of a car. They're moving up like Fast and Furious. Like Vin Diesel is in that car. He's driving. They're getting up real close, and they're getting in, and they're busting open the doors. Okay, to steal. Okay, to steal consoles from there. I mean, wouldn't it just be easier? to literally pull the guy over like pop his tire do something and then just take him and go this is one of those things where the risk is worth the reward type of shit man i mean this, this, is, this just seems like an adrenaline junkie like if the guy's holding his feet he's holding the guy up on the front as he's doing it i have to say bravo to the driver right he's really he's really studied fast and furious okay he's really he's really studied fast and furious but yeah, that's that's insane. First of all, how does the guy driving the truck? Okay. How does the guy driving the truck 
not notice a car up his ass like that. I would just tap the brakes. Done. Just tap the brakes. You look in your rear view, you're not, or in your side mirrors, you don't see the car that just zoomed up your ass, and then all of a sudden you you don't mind, right? Like I would, I would just, just. Uh. <clears throat> so that's what's happening in the world. Welcome to 2020. Okay, people are literally fast and furious, uh, trying to steal consoles from backs of lorries. Okay. On top of that, scalpers rack in 43 million dollars from selling their consoles. Now, the excuse they said no, no, wait, no the reason oh the reason i'm sorry it's not the an excuse the, right the, the reason, reason that they're doing it is because well it's 2020 and people have lost their jobs people are on furlough people don't have homes people are whatever so they said that a lot of the people that were in the organization didn't have or don't have they're broke they're they're out of home they're out of uh, I, if they're out of home i just want to know where their computer setup is to do this first off and if they're out of home then where the hell are they shipping all these all these uh these consoles because if you're homeless but yet you can still do this and still have a place to put your uh your playstations in i mean you you might be want to just sleep in that place that you have the playstations in right you might want to make a bed out of the playstations a little couch out of the playstations maybe a little dining room table it'll look like a frat house you know with no posters on the wall and just you know boxes as your as your table and chairs okay but they said, and not joking here, they said that they the reason they did it is because they're they're furloughed, they're out of, they're they're broke, they're out of money, and their children couldn't have a Christmas. So to take away from people that have the money, basically they feel like they're Robin Hood, right? They 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 bought it legally, right? They bought it, they spent money. It might be on stolen credit cards, I don't know. But they bought the they bought the systems. The system that they use to get it is a little shady. Okay, with the with the systems, but they did it to get the systems so they could sell it so their families and their friends and their people, right? Because each their own, right? You're gonna protect your own. They're protecting their own. They're they're they made the money and so their kids could have a Christmas. So if your kid right now is crying at home, okay, because he doesn't get an Xbox or a PlayStation, just tell them that there was a poor kid in another country, more, worse worse than worse you. than you, and his dad or mom or their tree, whatever they identify as, was really they they were down their luck and they needed to sell the PlayStation 5s for more for more cash. So that's that's right, so their I, So I would I would believe that for maybe 30 or 40 seconds. Okay. Except that they sell memberships. Right. Monthly monthly right. reoccurring memberships. Right. For the ability to get a hold of these items and scalp them from here and there's more items. It's not just Xbox. It's not just Xbox and Playstations. That just happens to be the hot ticket right now. So they're selling memberships for the ability to scalp a bunch of stuff, be part of the club, and you get first dibs on it, and then we sell the rest and we split the profits. It's shady shit, bro. Yeah, it's shady shit. Welcome to 2020. Everything's shady. shady shit, right? So, the UK. Let me bring up this story. This is a connection to this. I gotta, I gotta find it though. Okay, so. <clears throat> The UK politicians call for an action against the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series scalpers. Okay. MPS motion a debate, okay, uh, to resale consoles and automated bots, which say they should be banned. A group of British MPs 
have called for legislation to prevent the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S scalpers from reselling consoles for vast profits. Now, six Scottish National Party table on early day motioned on Monday calling for legislative proposal pro uh, prohibiting resale gaming consoles and computer components at prices uh, greatly above manufacturer recommended retail price. Early day on motions are uh, motions tabled the members of parliament and formally called a debate of the house and draw attention to the particular subjects of interest. Monday's motion, which is uh, so far been signed by a total of 15 members of the parliament, also calls on the UK government to make a resale of goods purchased using automated bots software favored by scalpers to circumvent the retail queues and illegally uh, illegal activity. Now, the MP suggests implementing a legislative proposal similar to those introduced in the secondary selling of tickets, which require resellers to be transparent in the regards of their identity and detail of the seat uh, of the seating. The motion states that in a new release of gaming consoles and computer components should be available to all consumers at no more than the manufacturer recommended retail price and not be bought in bulk by the use of automated bots, which is often uh, circumventing maximum purchase qualities imposed by the retailer. It says the action banning bots would deny unsculptable uh, vendors that chance to make themselves a vast profit and expense genuine gamers and computer users while deterring fraudulent uh, cyber criminal activity. Now, with the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X slash S availability failing to satisfy the launch demand, next-gen console scalpers have sought to cash in over the past month by selling them at extraordinary prices for marketplace like eBay where significantly number of consoles have been sold for more than double their retail price. A recent study suggested that so-called scalpers have made over $28 million in the next-gen console profits through auction sites on eBay. Now, according to the analyst that conducted this, uh, he said that the average, because there are consoles being sold for $1,800, but then there's also being sold for like $700. So the average price of the Xbox Series S, the MSR price is $300. On eBay, it's going for $469. And for the powerful system of the Series X, retail price is $499. It's going for $865, generating over $9 million in profits in resellers. Now, PlayStation 5 Digital Edition is $399, had the media selling price at $937 average. And while PlayStation 5 is $499, the media selling price of $1,021, generating $19 million in profits. So $19 million for the PlayStation, $9 million. Look, Xbox can't even win in scalping. I mean, for God's sakes, they're still losing the PlayStation by ten million by by ten million dollars. I mean, God damn it, Microsoft, you can't win here. You're even losing in the scalping race here for selling extra more things. So it's been suggested that the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X shortages are being partly driven by the scalping groups using software to automatically buy consoles as they come in stock. So, what do you think about this, Sarge? Do you think? This should be. I mean, I mean, let's let's think about it for a second. Capitalism's capitalism. Okay, they're they're buying the stuff and selling it for more money. Now, I have no problem if you if you're buying like two or three consoles and then you sell the other two and then make your money back and then where yours is basically free. But they they got over thirty five hundred playstations, right? And that's just one group. That's not including other groups that have also purchased uh, stuff. <clears throat> There's a lot of there's a lot of issues that lead up to this. The problem is is that the programs that they're using are allowing them to flood the sites and make it so that their bots are getting the sales before anybody else. Now let's just remove this from PlayStation for a moment. Let's just talk about if they were really ambitious about it, they could start manipulating markets outright with the same kind of bot software. Yeah. Where you can be buying out other products that people are trying to buy online during a pandemic. They don't want to go out, and so you start cornering the market on certain areas of product. 
and then scalping those as well. So it gets out of hand. So UK is wise to want to put their foot down immediately and not just chalk this up to, oh, it's just fucking video games. Who gives a shit? Right. There's there's a precedent here that they can start doing all over the place. So right. at In- that point, insert product here. Right. And they right. can do at they, that right. point. You're, now you're now you're a market manipulator. Now we're talking about some problems. So I don't care if they're broke. I don't care if they're having a shitty Christmas. I understand everyone's going through hard times, but at the same time, you can't say that we're doing this because of this, but I'm also have a membership plan and everything else. Like this is a long-term goal. This is not, we're doing it for Christmas because we're all down and out. This is, I have a business plan now of doing this after this. Right. Right. Well, just like Duplass is saying, scalp toilet paper, hand sanitizer, anything like that. Capitalism. I get it. But at the same time, it's still shady. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I said jokingly, Shady. I said, I hope that Xbox and PlayStation put majority. Obviously, they're, they're taking advantage of they're taking advantage of what the system is right now. And that that because no one can go to stores to purchase an Xbox. Right. Because if you had to buy an Xbox and PlayStation in person in store policy right now is you can only buy one per person per household per transaction. Right. That's that's what it is. So even if you had two credit cards and walked in and, and stood there and said, I want this one on this one and then this on this, they're like, no, you can't do that. Okay, it's one per person, per household, per transaction, right? So you would have to come back a different day or go to a different Target to try to try to purchase another one, right? That's time consuming. You would drive across town. You would it's drive it. weird, man. You know what I mean? But I, no one can show up. Just yeah. one. Right. Nobody can show up to a store to actually next. buy something. I, I I get it. I understand why they might have done it, but I don't believe for a second that it's because of just because it's Christmas and their families have no money. Because oh, let, that, let's well. let's 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 figure this out. If you're that broke, if you're that broke, you're willing to spend two grand, three grand to invest in however many PlayStations you want for your club in order to get a return on that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you have right. to put money into it. You had to buy the PlayStation. You had to buy the Xbox. And when you're not buying one, and then Christmas is solved. Right. You know, you have to invest a certain amount of money into it to get the money back out of it. So what are we talking about? Fifteen hundred, right. two grand. So if you have two grand, I'm pretty sure two grand Christmas is good. So, right. What are we talking about? Yeah. No, it's 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 weird because of the situation, right? If 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 people could go to the store and purchase it, I mean, even when they went to GameStop, and they only had two to four consoles, what happened? You can't hear me. You can't hear me. Hold on. Hold on. Can can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, well, something's wrong with Discord for you, so we'll we'll take we'll take Discord out. Uh. All right. So so basically, because the stores are are not letting people buy stuff, okay, then they have to do it online. And when they do it online, it's the whole manipulation thing, right? Where they're like, "Hey, no, you can't let anyone do it." This is perfect for criminals because then they. They don't actually have to shoplift anything. They're literally buying them legally and then gouging the prices, right? So, Listen, scalping on any level is crap, dude. It just is what it is. Like, like, like let's talk about, if we're really going to get down and out about game systems, like, how about concert tickets? Well, it's the okay. same thing. Well, that's why they had this has in it, place. Has anyone ever bought concert tickets at the price that they were supposed to be bought for? Everybody buys out all the concert tickets. They open up their own store. And they sell the concert tickets after they have already bought them. For ridiculous amount of prices, and no one's put, no one shut down that business ever. Right, they made little kiosks in the in the malls. Right, as right. a legal business. Yeah, yeah. So, so, moving forward, 
I think they have to they have to put something. Legislation has to put something in in, in, in facts. And, and if UK does this, then maybe the United States will do it, and, and so on and so forth. But by the time money, this happens, money talks, bro. Money yeah, but talks. by the by the time this happens, we're talking years from now because the consoles because this this will will pan out by itself automatically because the market will they'll make enough units. And then the price will come, or start, the demand will start coming down, right? And then the scalpers won't have a leg to stand on because they only might make a hundred. They'll, they'll change product. They, yeah, no, absolutely. Product, this is a product slated for holiday time. They'll change products later on. So hopefully, this gets implemented sooner than later, so it, it stops the things that are, that are that are happening. Um, all right. Next story I want to talk about is that Warner Brothers has decided to move all of their all their slate of 2021 basically onto um onto HBO Max okay now this this i find very strange um they're also making Warner Brothers says that that they think they're going to make 60 million dollars on opening weekend for Wonder Woman magic, is that from the Magic 8 ball yeah from Wonder Woman okay now Wonder Woman on opening weekend made $73 million when the original one came out. Okay. $73 million when there was no pandemic theaters were thriving. Okay. And they made $73 million. They think they're going to make 60 million. Okay. On the opening weekend when it comes out. And that's also including with people be able to watch it at home on HBO max. Right. So I, I have no idea how they, they've, they factored this in, how they're going to get $60 million on opening weekend in theaters when most theaters are closed, most people are not going to theaters. And even if they go to theaters, you would have to have every single theater in the theater showing that movie. Okay. Showing that movie. And then half capacity for each of the theaters. Okay. So I have no idea how they, they, they've equated like this. Anyway, Warner Brothers has apparently managed to piss off every star slash studio slash agent in Hollywood HBO Max release plan. This article comes from film, which are slash film. Sorry. Okay. Everyone in their agent and mad at Warner Brothers following the company's game changing announcement that would be releasing the, the entire Warner Brothers 2021 slate of HBO Max day and date producing partner talent agents were left reeling. Most of them have been informed that move just two hours before that was announced at the public while as much has been said about it and the decision could impact theaters. Things that even messier behind the scenes where agents are scrambling to get their talent a proper pay. The production companies are wondering if they'll they'll get the money that they're owed. Okay. Because you well, get first of all, wait a second. First of all, the the actors getting the money up front. They don't get or, or or majority of it up front. They don't they don't wait until the movie comes out and the actor well, no, gets no, no. paid. That's not how this works. No, no, no. No, no. They get paid based on if they also were paid for television or if they were paid for film. Okay, and they also get bonuses and points based on stuff as well for upper uh, um, above the line staff. Right. Well, that's why the agents are freaking out right now, because not only are they releasing it in both places, which is on television, like TV made movie. Okay. Or movie movie. Okay. And since majority of the people are staying at home and they're getting subscription models from HBO Max, what's the cut that goes to the the people above the line, right? There is no cut because it that's that takes place for for films, not for streaming services. Yeah, unless it was they, pre, yeah, predetermined ahead of time. Separate, there has to be a separate deal. Listen, if you put a movie on television 
and it's a brand new movie. It's not a TV movie or on television movie. It's a you you put the movie on TV. Correct, but they it's would make insane. those no, but they would correct they would make those deals ahead of time. So for instance, um, I know they were shopping James Bond a couple of months ago, right? The new James Bond movie that's coming out. They were they were trying to sell it for like I think it was like six hundred million dollars. Right. Everyone's like, uh, it's not going to happen. I'm watch that woke crap. Right? Are you out of your mind? Because that's that's what happens because they they would make that movie, but they have to make that money up up otherwise now. Right. So New York Times paints the picture of irate major agencies and talent management companies ready to serve uh, sever ties or at least go to court with Warner Brothers for one of the few traditional online studios that uh, until now was considered the best home for talent and Gal Gadot. Uh, whose film Wonder Woman 1984 uh, preceded the Warner Brothers in 2021 announcement. Thus, uh, uh, her director, Patty Jake, is a nice upfront paycheck, is stuck right in the middle. Now, other agencies are jostling for what's being called Wonder Woman money per THR, the uh, the New York Times written. Okay, The surprise move left agents on the war footing, representative of the major Warner Brothers stars like Denzel Washington, Margaret Robbery, Will Smith, Keanu Reeves, Hugh Jackman... Um, Warner Brothers boycott began circulating inside the Directors Guild of America. A partner of the talent agency sent part of the weekend meeting the allegations. Some of the people started uh, referred to the studio as former brothers. For the longest time, Warner Brothers has been known for the best home for talent and has been significant competitive advantages. So media research firm and the phone interview with the move has alienated the very talented and have worked so hard to attract. And these aren't engineers you can just replace. Okay, due to the sudden nature of the release plan with most agents and companies only being notified shortly before the announcement, the lack of consult, uh, uh, consultant has seen many feel betrayed by Warner Brothers, making it possible that some actors and directors may be unwilling to work with the studio in the future. Warner has talented, friendly, filmmaking, friendly studios, and one of the agents told THR, now Warner's isn't the first place, second place, or third place you want to go. Okay, uh, the question of pay packages, it all comes down to the issue to pay. If the idea of Hollywood celebrates now getting their millions of dollar paycheck makes you scoff, look at it from another angle. It seems that great comparison of Warner Brothers slash HBO Max release plan to Spotify abysmal payment of artists. The artists deserve to get paid, whether it's a multi-million dollar contract or below the line crew members. And it becomes an issue where the box office model is completely done away with and in the favor of a hybrid day-to-date model. Okay, it works like this. Studios compensate A-list actors, directors, and writers, and producers by two separate checks. One guaranteed upfront fee, and one that comes from a portion of ticket sales after the studio has recouped its cost, per the New York Times. Okay, If a film flops, the second payday never comes. If a film is hit, it often comes as a case of superheroes and other fantasy stories, and back at the, uh, at the back-end pay can add up for the wheelbarrows of full of cash. That money trickles down through Hollywood's fiscal ecosystem agents, lawyers, managers, funding Pacific... Uh, you know, doing their mansions and less Porsches for $1,000 per person, okay? It's unclear whether Warner Brothers has legal requirements to recognize the back-end uh, agreements for 17 movies as it did with Wonder Woman 1984. So that's the problem, right? So I get my paycheck, right, when the movie's being filmed, okay? I wait anywhere between 30 and 90 days to get paid, okay, on my check, okay? Now, if I was above the line, if I was the DP... If I was the director of the first AD, they get points. They get, if the movie does great, they get a percentage. One point, two point, three points, whatever it is, okay? Because they're doing what they're doing right now, all the above- Nobody's getting points. The above aligned people are getting shafted. So because they get shafted, meaning they would take less of a cut, right, up front. So let's say their day rate, if it's just a commercial, let's say they get paid 
$1,200 a day. It's a three-day shoot. You get your, you get your, you get your, uh, you know, $3,600 for the, for the three-day shoot. If it's a movie, you get less money. Okay. You might work for $800 a day instead of $1,200 a day, but it's a longer payday. And at the end of the payday, that when you get your upfront check, you would get points on the back end. So first ADs, first ACs, all those other people that are above the line, all depending on what your contract says, you would get paid based on that, what they make in the theaters. Well, those people are not getting paid anymore. And if those people are not getting paid anymore, the agents aren't getting paid. The lawyers aren't getting paid. All those other people are not getting paid. Now, I know from a standpoint of everybody else, yeah, exactly. Oh, boo-hoo, you're not going to make your money. Think of it this way. When I worked in the industry, I would work for three weeks, and I might not work again for six months. Okay, I might make a shit ton of money in three weeks working on a TV show, and that money is my paycheck for the rest of the year. Okay, yes, when you look at Tom Cruise, or you look at somebody else that's working a three picture deal, and they get paid multi millions of dollars up front. That's if you look at Hollywood that way, then yes, boo hoo. Okay, because they're making multi millions of dollars. But for the people, the thousands of people that actually make the movie, not in front of the camera, but behind the camera, are getting massively screwed. Because of this, uh, because of this, okay, because of this deal, the people that make the films, the director of photography, the first ADs, the ADs, all the people that make the actual show fucking move are getting dicked out of money, and now they're making less money and they're working less because of the situation that's happening anyway right now anyway, right? And now theaters are closed and the studios are making big money deals with their streaming services and and, and to release stuff, and now everyone's getting paid. Everyone's getting everyone's getting fucked in the ass except the studios and the studios are still making their money. Once again, they're not your friends. They're not your buddies. It's a business trying to survive, right? So right. Either now you don't work for Warner brothers anymore. And you try to get a job someplace else. I mean, this is in the, in the term of business, this is a small bump in the road. One year of everything tanking and it's all out of control and everyone's in panic mode. Meanwhile, when things start to go back to normal, It'll be like this never happened, right? Everyone will just pretend like this 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 whole year never happened, right? But it still says if you're making six figures, the same rules apply for you. Does it that makes for the guy who's making twenty five grand a year? You have to put money away, you have to live within your means, and you have to try to survive, right? So when the going's good, you put some money away, and when the going's bad, you have some money to pull off. Yeah, of. yeah that's how I've always so done. I, it. So I'm not going to start going to full panic mode that I'm going to be mad at Warner Brothers for trying to save their own ass by shitting on everybody else. That's standard operating procedure. I'm not sure what where the drama is in this story because of the fact that we all know it was going to go to shit. When we heard about COVID in like last Christmas, January, what was going on for China and Europe and the rest of the stuff, we knew it's coming here. It's not like it's not going to come here. Listen, if 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 six months go by and no one thinks about closing down an airport, you pretty much know we're fucked. Okay, this is how it goes, right? So, well, welcome to 2020, right? <clears throat> Fe- this- January next year, right? Are there going to be any movie theaters left? Like, what what's the story about movie theaters? Like, if the movie theaters go away, like literally go away, right? Doesn't that mean everybody's paycheck has to come down? All the movie stars' paychecks have to come down because nobody's going to the movies. There's no movie theaters. It's all in the house. Now, even on top of that, how much am I paying for a movie in my house? I'm curious. Like, what's the standard rate for a, well, a, if you, if you, a, a well, new movie in my well, house? On Disney Plus, they were charging thirty bucks. Universal was charging, I think, twenty or thirty dollars for the for the day one movie. Like, instead of going to theaters, it would come up to your your thing. But HBO Max is is just a subscription service. Like, if you pay for a subscription service, 
you would get that those movies day one when it comes out in theaters in your home. I don't I don't know what uh, does someone have HBO Max? We do not have HBO Max, so I don't know how much they they charge. I, listen, I, I gotta be honest. I, I I'm thinking about this the wrong way. I thought about this as because people aren't going to the theater, they're not going to make enough money. What I should be saying is there are a lot more households that have cable in them, and they can charge those people. I think they can make just as much money. No, I'm pretty sure you can make just as much money. No, they can't. The studio can't. Uh, maybe because you're you're if if they charge like they are with the thirty dollars like Disney Plus was doing, then yes. But if you're charging like HBO Max and they're just taking seventeen movies over the next year and then you you pay let's say it's okay we're, we're talking about every household in america but that's not every household in america i don't have hbo i don't have hbo i, I understand that but someone's got a service somewhere most people have well, something in their house they got a service of some right they have something what i'm saying is you're 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 making it though that everyone that has hbo max is going to pay the money like everyone that has disney plus is not going to pay 30 dollars to watch the next mulan that comes out right completely agree but there's a lot more people in a house that may have a just sitting at home one day bored, want to watch a movie that we're not going to go out to see as opposed to having to go out in the theater. All right. right? So a lot. Of, he's saying it's 15 bucks a month. So that's um, like 200 bucks. A, it's like two, uh, 200, 200 something dollars. Uh, well, it's 150. It's uh, another 15, 30. It's uh, 180, $180 for the year. Okay. $180 for the year. And that's 17 movies. So that's ten bucks, ten bucks a film, and that's included with the HBO Max, right? So that's this is HBO Max, they just have HBO Max. Another, there has to be another price on top of the movie; it's a premium. It has to be. Well, yeah, because HBO bought the rights for those movies, so HBO is fronting the money to Warner Brothers, right. and Warner Brothers is making their cash. HBO is making their money in the long run because of subscribers and and, and subscription models that come back, right? That's that's where they're making their money from. Is it two eighty? If it's fifteen bucks a month, it's one eighty. No, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good with my with my math. <clears throat> um, so yeah, because if it was if it if it was if it was twenty bucks a month, it'd be it'd be two forty. Yeah, Max has more than movies. I understand that, but what I'm saying is Warner Brothers gets their check from HBO, which means they get their money up front. Correct. They're not waiting. Correct. Right. right, they made the deal, and and, and HBO has to try to make that money and back. That, in right, the long HBO run. has to make that money back in the long run, whatever it is. Right, I this this story hits me a little closer because I worked in the industry for seventeen years, and like you working a nine to five job is the same as me working uh, a commercial shoot or a music video or a feature film or whatever it is. Right, like you go to work nine to five every day, five six days a week. I go to work three days a week and I'm unemployed for two months. And then I go back and I work for three weeks and then I'm unemployed. Right. Like, and if you take my salary that I made for the year, let's just say it was 50 grand and you went to work every day and made 50 grand. Right. It's, it's the same. And now, now I'm getting screwed more because now I'm not making that extra money that I would get if I was above the line, making the points. But if but if there's no contract break, if it's not part of their contract when you got, when you got to work for the studio, then there's no harm, no foul here. That's why they're that's why they're doing it. Correct. They wouldn't be doing it if there was some kind of risk in the back end that they would be sued by employees for cutting them out of the loop. Right. Well, that's, they that's, just, they're gonna just chalk, they're gonna just chalk it up to it's COVID. This is what we've been doing to survive. Well, no, it's no, that, the they said they're bringing this up a little, they're thinking about doing lawsuits because they're they're breaking thousands and thousands of people's contracts with the agencies and stuff. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
So lawyer up. They'll have to they'll have to see what, what they'll have to see what they go there. All right. So real quick, we've done that story. We've done that story. Now, on top of that story, Disney has announced a ridiculous amount of shows. I mean, they're just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks, bro. They, yeah, right. Well, they had one guy do an artist of rendition of all these logo titles, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's uh, let's just put that out there and see what sticks," right? Like, they've created a, a ridiculous amount. I don't know, you know, if I can. Where where is the list here? Do we have the list? Uh, hold on a second, one sec. Oh, that's the wrong I mean, one. I, I saw I saw the logo thing. That was insane. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, uh, Disney show announcements. Here we go. Okay. So just announced the 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 list of that they announced for Star Wars alone uh, is is absolutely ridiculous. Let's start with Marvel. Okay, Marvel has obviously we knew about WandaVision, we knew about Falcon Winter Soldier, and we knew about Loki. Then they have Hawkeye. Then they have What If. Okay. Then they have um, Armored Wars with with Don Cheadle. Then they have the Samuel L. Jackson uh, and the Creed coming back in for the uh, invasions. Okay, then they have they've announced Black Panther two, Ant Man and the Wasp, Doctor Strange. They've they they announced the new Fantastic Four movies. Then they have Lucasfilm. They announced the Obi Wan show. They announced the Bad Batch animated series. They got the the uh, the High Republic. They have the Lando show. They have the Obi Wan with Vader in it. They have Rogue Squadron. They have. Uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Other things on top of that is the animated Pixar. They have they've announced uh, Betamax, the TV series Zootopia. Uh, they announced the prequel to Toy Story, uh, Lightyear, which is uh, I think voiced by someone told me Chris Evans, which I thought was a little weird. What do you think of all this? Right, because now Disney Plus has been out for one year. Okay, it's been really slow. I have Disney Plus. We watch a lot of it because there's a lot of shows on Disney Plus. My son watches with the Muppet Babies and, and Mickey Mouse and stuff. It's a, it's a, we said it a year ago. It's a, it's an easy decision for us for having a kid in the age bracket sure. that we have to get Disney. Um, but now they're now they're they're adding all of this other stuff, right? They're adding potentially, right? Basically, hey, give me your pre-order, right? Like the video games, give me your pre-order. Get in now. Get in now while the by because the, they talked about in their in their in their in their call that they would raise the price over time. Of obviously, course they are. right. Well, right. that's why they have to put more shows. Right. On exactly. More they shows. More, more shows. Choices, more more money. More choices. Yeah. 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 We understand how this works. Right. <clears throat> but so, the point being is, is even if you get in early, your still prices are still going to go. Yeah, up. Yeah. They have to. They have to make the channel big enough to where it warrants you not wanting to go, and you'll want to pay that extra money. But this goes back to the argument we had weeks ago, which is. How many different memberships to different channels am I going to pay for? Right. And I'm going to watch the price go up because they keep adding shows to the damn thing. Right. Netflix just went up. I don't watch all these shows. So, right. so before I was paying $280 for cable, full packages, and then I got rid of the cable thing. I got my own little box in there. I'm paying 100 bucks a month. Me and the lady are having a good time. And then all of a sudden, Disney Plus and the Discovery Channel and this channel. And Netflix and, and channel, Hulu and, 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 and the like Peacock. Yeah. $400 because you, you have to get all these separate channels because the one show you like to watch is on that particular channel. Like, right. get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm out. Well, I'm out. they were competing with Netflix. See, last year I said, and this is before we knew about a virus. I said when Disney Plus comes out, they would hit 90 million to 100 million subscribers, and people thought I was nuts. Now, I didn't know about the coup, 
that was coming in, right? Because we can't actually say the on 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 YouTube. But uh-huh. but as it comes around because of what happened, they're at eighty six point four million subscribers. I'm only four million away, less than four million away from predicting exactly, and probably by the time this is done, by the end of the year, okay, because Mandalorian ends tomorrow, okay, then people will probably get it for a month, and then it'll probably surpass 95 million easy, okay? So they've added all these shows. Over the next two years, okay, two years, okay, for the Marvel stuff, now the Star Wars stuff like Ahsoka, and the Rangers of the, of the Republic, of the New Republic, that doesn't come out till 2024, okay? No, 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 I get that. But I, what I'm saying is just even even the normal sitcom sci-fi realm universe, if you come out with 25 shows, 30 shows, you're maybe keeping 10. Right. Maybe. That stick and go for a good run, right? You're not getting all those shows to stick. So they're throwing whatever they can. They're probably calling in every writer they have who wants a job because they're all they're all up shit's creek and they say we need some star wars scripts everyone get to writing let me get you, let me let me explain something to you there's not that many sci-fi writers out there okay that you're going to you're going to start just disney by themselves you're going to pump out 30 shows like either these are the same people spread out over the years or we got some problems coming down the road bro because you know as well as i do in the woke nuts that we're going on right now the star trek catastrophe the doctor who catastrophe all the comic catastrophes, like they don't know how to write shit, bro. It's virtue signaling woke crap. And if you're gonna come out with 30 sci-fi shows and be like, yeah, we're gonna come out with 30 sci-fi shows, it's gonna be fun. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want to see who you get to write these shows. That's my first question. Well, who's on deck? Speaking of the Disney Plus, though, right? The Star Wars shows, like I said, they have the Bad Batch coming out. They have uh, another show coming out. I forget what that one's called. It's another animated show. They're starting episode or seasons three and four of Mandalorian. The next Mandalorian show after tomorrow doesn't come back until next December. It usually starts in October. So now you have to wait a full year, right? A full year. So they're banking on Marvel. They're banking on this because like WandaVision starts on January. And after WandaVision, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. After Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's probably the Bad Batch. And after the Bad Batch, it's some... They're just they're just bringing you along for the ride. They're like, yeah, stay with us, stay with us because oh, you don't want to leave yet. We we have this new other thing coming out, and the way they release the shows is halfway through the month. And why do they do that? Because you got to get the whole month. You got to get the whole month. You got to get the whole month, right? So WandaVision starts on the fifteenth. Hmm, that's weird. It's right? strange, isn't it? Yeah, it starts on the fifteenth, and then it it goes until the middle of the month, two months later, and then they start the next show. And that and, goes... And what, and what stops What stops the uh, above-average intelligent people who just get it for the month and binge-watch the entire series and then leave? What stops that? I mean, nothing. You could wait till the end of the year. You could wait till December next year and then pay for the one mm-hmm. month and then binge-watch everything if you really want to, right? Right. They would. They would probably... I don't know. They would probably do something, raise the price for the one-time monthly fee more than, you know what I'm saying? You would pay more if you paid just for one month than if you would if you got three months. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Something something has to happen. They would have to change something. You can't, you can't stop people. Listen, you can't have the business model where the first month's free or the first month's $5 or whatever else and don't think that people aren't planning ahead. Of oh, like, yeah. I'd be planning ahead. Well, I just right. think, I think it's funny. Like Even like HBO Max, right? 
How many people in chat right now? I don't even know how many people are in chat right now, but how many people in chat right now have HBO Max? Okay, if you are here, hit that like button because you're here. You've been here longer than 30 seconds. There's something here that interests you. Hit that like button. It helps us out to be discovered in the algorithms and stuff like that on, on, the, on YouTube. But how many people have HBO Max? How many people are paying for HBO Max? And how many people are own it and their family members are going to contact them when Wonder Woman comes out and says, hey, can I have your password? Can I have your password? I, I heard that Wonder Woman show came out. Can I use your password? Yeah, sure. You can use my password. Yeah, but that's gotta that's gotta stop at some point, bro. The machine knows that it's not the same location of the password that's on the box, right? It can't just be you can put your password in any box around the world and it's gonna be cool. How do, how like, do you know I'm not there though? Yeah, but it, it just seems strange to me that if you're paying for a service to this address, the bill goes to this address, and you start, you're just you're, you're a globe trotter. You start traveling the world because. I can put my password in. It's got. They have to put. They have to put some kind of regulation on it. But Disney's not gonna let that money fall through their hands. Disney's hurting, bro. Hurting. <clears throat> They're not gonna let money just fly out the window. Well, it's just any streaming service, right? Any any streaming service that anyone owns. The family members like. Oh, I, I haven't seen that. Can I can I use your thing? Yeah, yeah, sure. When I come over, I'll put my thing in your Roku or Apple TV or smart TV. Yeah. Save password. They just log in. They do it. You're allowed to have right. You're from Scotland. You don't think uh, you get HBO? Uh, I know they're they're opening up to other countries, but HBO Max, I believe, is just an American thing right now. Yeah. Well, they do it with Netflix all the time. They do it with Netflix all the time. So it's just it's just something to bring up, right? It's just something that. So small little information, right? Halo. Next topic, right? The next topic is uh, Halo. Now Halo is, I believe, coming back out. They finally, they didn't make an actual full announcement, but they did say that it's coming out fall of 2021, which I think is just hilarious, especially on the what's going on in the industry right now as we speak. We're going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077, about delays and about different things. But like, seriously, like Halo was supposed to come out. And then they, they said, no, no, it's not going to come out because it looked horrendous. For what it was, okay, and now but, they're pushing it back till fall of twenty twenty one. Let's 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 back the fucking truck up, okay? They beep, knew. Beep, let, let's let's not beep, pretend anything. Let's beep. put all the cards on the table. When they released that video, okay, that was basically the test to see what would happen, right? They go, "This is what we got. Can we get away with it? Let's put it out there." They put it out there, and every gamer who's been alive for more than five years, okay, looked at it and said. This is complete and total trash. And you think that they were surprised? Right. They were just hoping it would get a decent decent following so they could release it right then and there and make their money and clear out and, and go home. Right? But everyone was like, if you release that now, I will never speak to you again. That's basically what happened. And they were like, <laughs> oh, we can't release it. So you were almost getting ready to release it, but now we're not going to release it for a year later. So what does that tell you how far down the list they were going? Right. Right. GTFO. Okay? Please. Please. So yeah, uh inside 
Infinity, December 2020. It says, hey, everyone, it's Joseph Staten here. We've been a long time part of Halo community. I've already know me, your community. Hello, it's great to meet you. Uh, you haven't met us. You're just talking to an empty void. After reaching, uh, after reach shipped, it became to Halo fan, cheering out 343. Uh, as a creative decker, our team shipped Halo Infinite in fall of 2021. Yep, that's when the game is coming out. From now until then, every one of us at 343 and our great partner teams at building, testing, and polishing the experience uh, we hope all of you love. Now, join 343 right as the team is, was wrestling with feedback from July's campaign demo and discussion boiled down to the fundamental truth. We need more time to do things right. Oh, you think so? That included pushing a hard into the fall, giving the team time to recharge over the holidays and then come back in January to finish the game at a healthy pace because Halo Infinite in the fall of 2021 is just the beginning of our adventure. Can you listen? Have you been reading enough of this stuff? I've been alive long enough to read through this stuff enough to where I can hear corporate speak, okay? And what the translation is. I don't give a shit, okay? I don't give a shit. Your game wasn't done. You wanted to see if enough stupid people with goldfish brains was going to say that that looks amazing. Here's my money. And instead, everyone gave them the finger and then they had to write up a nice little syllabus to let you all know that we're working really hard on it. And we're gonna next year. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have it where it's supposed to be. Like it's a kowtow to like begging the fan base to hang on for just one more year. We're gonna give it to you. Like please, All right? I'm I'm so tired of the corporate speak. Okay, if the game isn't done, then go finish the game. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want you putting anybody on a fucking uh, sci-fi talk show talking about it <laughs> or on some kind of YouTube commercial with a fucking trailer when the trailer is going to tell you about a game that's not coming out for three fucking years. I don't care. I want the original way a game was supposed to be released. We're done. Here's the advertisement. Here's the trailer. Here's the gameplay. Sold. Okay? Yep. That's how you sell a game. Okay? This other bullshit that's going on now, you guys got to wake up, man. You gamers have to, got to wake up. Okay, please stop being in a coma. Okay, and pay attention to the corporate speak that's going on around you. This is trash. Okay, absolute trash. They will, they, they were, they're trying to get you to buy products that are not done with promises of fixes down the way. That's not how business works. I don't care what some of you have to think that that's the way it is now. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way it's here, supposed here, to be. Here's, here's the, here's the issue, right? Halo was supposed to launch. It was supposed launch. to be a launch title for Xbox, meaning it was out right now. You'd be playing it right now on your Xbox Series X or your PC or your S after you bought it from a scalper in a parking lot. Okay, you'd be, you would be playing Halo right now. It was a launch title. That's what they told you. They said, launch title, Halo. Coming out. Game Pass, day one. Launch title. Xbox Series right. X. And they were they were one hundred percent behind it. One hundred percent. They were one hundred percent behind. It. That was going to happen. Oh, absolutely, until, it was going to happen until, until they showed it, and they were like, "Hold up, what the hell are you selling us there?" Right, and that was a Game Pass game that you didn't need to actually buy. Right, day one Game Pass game, which all you do is buy the first month for a dollar, and people were like, "Hold up, Halo looks like that." Mm. Now they're like, "Fall twenty twenty one," and listen to what he says. Okay. We're polishing the experience, and we hope you all love it, okay? Now, we're giving them rest until January, and this is just the beginning because 
the beginning of our adventures, meaning when the game comes out at the fall of 2021, means uh, summer of 2022 is when they get all the bugs out. And by uh, fall of 2022, maybe beginning of 2023, that's when they're starting to be giving you DLC. Okay, we've seen it before. We've seen it over and over and over and over and over again. Okay, it's terrible. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to Cyberpunk. Okay, I should have left this story as a combination to go right into it. Okay, but the state of the industry right now that we're in, sad. It's uh, sad. And by the way, I am not blaming the beer bug for this. This is their own way of doing business. It is not because of that. I don't even want to hear about it. Because even if this wasn't going on, they'd be doing the same shit. It would be the same thing. All right, so real quick, I want to go over Xbox numbers. Okay, this is a uh, fluctuation of, of numbers that they want to talk about. Um, this is user engagement and stuff that they have. So we have a rough estimate of what how many consoles were sold since the S and X came out. Okay, so it says Xbox Game Pass monthly engagement more than doubled. Okay, whatever that number was, the engagement doubled. Okay, over 1.6 million seamless upgrades delivered to Xbox Series X slash S owners with smart delivery. Now, 1.6 million seamless upgrades, meaning people that actually have a new system and made an upgrade from an old version of a game to a new version of the game. This is not scalpers that have consoles that they've purchased or sitting in a room. These are actual people that have played a game on the thing. That's 1.6 million units are out there, okay? Over 40% of you were joining Xbox for the first time are playing Xbox Series S. So that's a huge market. So 40% of the 1.6 million, okay, is the S's at the digital copies, right? One of the getting people getting people to go in there for starter. Yeah. Right. Right. One of the fastest selling Xbox X slash S markets out there is 40 plus launch regions or Europe saw record sales uh in a matter of hours across the UK, France, and Germany. Now that number that they're talking about is part of the scalpers. Okay. Yes. Because actual hardware sales, actual yes. hardware sales, and Europe was one of the major culprits of the people scalping the, the 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 consoles from there. Okay, during November, Xbox Game Pass member played more than their favorites, including Destiny Two, Beyond Light, Rainbow Six Siege, Tetris Effect, Connect, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and EA on on the Game Pass Ultimate. So here's here's what they say is next: Cloud Gaming Beta with the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate coming to iOS. And PC in 2021, expanding to Xbox, the new players is central to our ambition of players helping games and developers find an easy path to world's 3 billion gamers. We're doing this by embracing uh, multiple devices and providing consistent Xbox experiences wherever you log in. Whether you are on Xbox X, S, PC, Xbox One, Android devices, or starting in spring of 2021, your PC or your iOS devices. Okay. In spring of 2021, we'll take the next step of the journey to reach more players around the world to making the cloud gaming part of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Available on Windows PC through the Xbox app and the browser on the iOS devices through mobile web browser. By adding over a billion devices as a path to playing to Xbox ecosystem and envision seamless experience for all types of players, whether we're playing Minecraft Dungeons or any other game on the Xbox Game Pass. Finally, we're bringing xCloud Game Pass Ultimate to the new markets, including Australia, Brazil, Japan, Mexico, and we'll recently begin the Ultimate limited project x cloud preview program so that's a lot of numbers for the for the new system i mean it's nice 1.6 million so they actually had more units sold i believe off the start because i remember playstation saying they're only making about a million units at the beginning right something like that well it's a million units for the start and then between now and i think right. march of next year is two right. million so it's another million units <clears throat> so did i say fallen jedi 
I, I, I thought I said Fallen Order, but I, I might have said Fallen Jedi. Um, <clears throat> so it's a lot of good numbers there for, for Microsoft, and especially since they're going to be touching th 3, billion, 3 billion people, uh, devices that they can get to, which is it's crazy. Now, I have an issue, and I've, I've said this, even though Game Pass is a great deal, okay, Let's let's do a, a a little bit of a tease of a cyberpunk, right? The, the debacle that's happening with cyberpunk right now, this is a standalone company with Warner Brothers being the publisher. Okay, the game is broke when it came out. Okay, on multiple systems and consoles. Now, what does this mean if if this was a Game Pass game? Let's just say if Cyberpunk came out on Game Pass and you didn't pay for it, would it be as of a big deal? Because if it's broke. But you didn't pay 60 bucks for it, right? Do you think, and this is just hypothetical, Sarge, do you think that people would be as irate or as disappointed with CD Projekt Red because it was a, on a Game Pass or, let's say, a PlayStation Network type of thing where the game comes out and the quality of the game is less because it's on Game Pass. You're not paying a full full emission price to get in, right? And they can, they can fix it as they go like other games have, that have been on these type of, of, of networks. I'm not sure that's a valid question because the the caliber of what Cyberpunk is wouldn't be on a Game Pass because they know they wouldn't make the money that they needed to make back because of it. It's it's past it's past a development point that it would not be able to recoup its money. It would almost be almost the exact same situation as the Warner Brothers making a deal with HBO, right? So they would pay up front. They their, would pay up front. Cyberpunk wants all their money up front from Microsoft, and then Microsoft would have to pander the game. For years to come in order to get the money back from it right because they what they what their established number would be right <clears throat> so if i look at it in terms of the way you're saying it i don't think that current gamer what's the nice way of saying this attentiveness okay like i don't think most of them care most of them still think that i want fun i'm willing to pay for fun I don't care if it's broke, they'll fix it later. That's the mentality. Right. And they know that. That's why they can keep getting away with it. Right. No other company and no other other industry can do this. All right. Only here. Well, let me let so me now because of that, I think that if it was on Game Pass, right, they would probably pay the for the month or two, play it the way it is, and then finish it and then not play it and not care. Right. So yeah, so I, the rephrase I guess I would say is because if it if it is broke when it launches they can just patch it later, just like they did with Sea of Thieves, just like what they did with State of Decay. Uh, I, I don't know. In my head, I feel like people wouldn't be as upset um, with the game being broke if they didn't pay full price for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they paid... I think more people are upset that they paid the full price, and it's... In some consoles, it's unplayable. In some consoles, it's breaking them. In some consoles, it's just unplayable. It crashes all the time. Even on the PC, on certain uh, graphic cards and stuff like that, it just crashes the system. So, all right, I, I, I'll, I'll take that as, a, as, a, as an answer because I, I just feel like Game Pass, for some reason, even though uh, I know Big in chat, he, he loves Game Pass. I, I like Game Pass. It's a good value. But I just feel at some point, there is going to be this issue. Let's, let's talk about Halo, right? Let's say Halo is the next big single-player game that comes out. And it's broke, like CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk 2077, or Bethesda's Fallout 76, or a Bioware's Anthem, right? Is it as as big of a deal if Halo Infinite comes out 
and is broke just like those because it's on Game Pass than it is with a single-player game where it's sold a third-party game is sold and it's broke. You see what I'm saying? Say it one more time. Halo Infinite is the next, let's just say, is the next major single-player game coming out. it's on Game Pass. Correct, it's on Game Pass. Okay. Right, so it only has to meet bare minimum standards. Exactly. That's, the first but that's title. that's basically what I'm asking. If if Cyberpunk 2077 was a Game Pass game, it would be that single player game that if it was broke, people would be like, "Ah, eh, it's all right. I, I, I'll I'll play it when they fix it later, right? Because it's on right. Game Pass because they didn't play it. They didn't pay up front. But with yeah, a third party right. game, with a third party game like Fallout 76, which was a a third party game, now it's a first party game. But at the time it sold two years ago, it was a third party game that was broke when it came out, right? Bioware's Anthem was broke when it came out. Uh, Cyberpunk is broke when it came out. Marvel Avengers was broke when it came out. Like these type of games that were third-party games on these on these consoles were broke when they came out. If Halo comes out and it's broke day one, is it as big of a deal? Chat, what do you guys think? Do you think that the standards of video games will actually diminish because of services like Game Pass? Right. That's the question. I'm actually, you know. Leave your, leave your comments in the comment section down below or in chat. I mean, it's listen, the, the whole thing is sketch, man. The whole thing is sketch. It's 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 getting to the point now where the part and you ch go to the next story because I don't want to get into it. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole before early before we do this. OK, we're almost we're almost to the 30 minute mark. All right. Real quick. I want to talk about Marvel, uh, Marvel and K uh, Marvel's Kate Bishop DLC. We didn't get to talk about it last week. OK. The the DLC came out. Did you play the single player story yet with her? Of what Kate? Kate of Kate Bishop? Not yet. No, not yet. Okay, I won't. I won't go into spoilers or anything. I'm just not talking in general. Um, so I watched most of your stream, so I know most of it. Kate, Kate, yeah, but the the people that that oh, for in the in the chat yeah, in the chat story. Uh, so they brought out. Okay, the, the let's back up a little bit. Crystal Dynamics released Marvel uh, Marvel Avengers. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. I like the game. I think it's a it's a solid game. It's not a it's not a broken game. It's a solid game as a single player experience. Um, the co op and multiplayer is broke still to some extent, crashing and and stuff. But they've made changes over the last three months. Uh, people were worried up until the point of like, what's this game going to be? And they brought in Kate Bishop, and I think people were expecting like two hours of of content and like really like kind of like check like okay, great new character shitty story whatever but the story was actually really good right lots of cutscenes, voice acting top notch story plot points really good like i said it was going to be between three and five hours when it came out it it went about four hours and 20 minutes um with, with, the, with the total content that you could play uh that's before leveling her up to 150 and level 50 and getting the gear and, and doing other things but uh, overall, I thought is a great experience for for what they did. Now, does this do I give a pass to Crystal Dynamics because they gave us a broke game and now they're they're trying to win the goodwill back, right? They're trying to win the goodwill back, going, "Hey, yeah, these things are are broke, but we're fixing them." And look, this is what we potentially can do. And I think what they did with Kate, one, I didn't really know who Kate Bishop was. I mean, I knew who she was, but I never really followed who Kate is, right? I know who Hawkeye is, but I never really knew who Kate Bishop was. And this story gave me a really good feeling of who she is. And she's a really 
cool character. Now I'm pretty sure they made her cooler than she is in the comics because she's really fun to use and she's really OP when it comes to certain things. But as mechanical wise, like gameplay wise, she's awesome. She's a seventh character in the game that plays completely different than the other six characters and it feels really good, right? So overall, I'm excited what Crystal Dynamics has to do. And I know I'm biased because I like the game regardless if it's broke or not. Now, am I part of the problem that I bought a game that's broke? Yes and no. I didn't pre-order. I bought it on the day. And like, so I, I, uh, I'm a Billy, uh, I'm a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess I'm a, uh, I, I practice what I preach. I don't, I don't pre-order games and it was broke when it came out. Yes, you can enjoy a game that's broke. There's people that, if you say Cyberpunk is broke, or if you say Cyberpunk is great, you're both right, right? There's no wrong answer because you might be on a system that's it's playing fantastic, and other people might not be able to play it at all. And Crystal Dynamics with Marvel Avengers, I feel like there's more pros than cons in the game. I'm enjoying the game, but there are those moments that immersion breakers that take you out, but I have less of them because I don't play online. Most of the time I play by myself. Now, in the recent weeks, you've been playing with me and we've had multiple crashes and memory leakage and, and stuff like that. But overall, I'm, I'm really happy where this game is going to go in the future. If they bring out the next character and it has another four hour story with the cutscenes and the voice acting and all that stuff, I think that's the way to go. Like it's almost they're almost selling it like I was talking about the game before it came out about like little little comic book sections as you as you play along so what did you think of the character when because i know you haven't played the story but what do you think of the character overall the only problem i have is the fact that her scatter shots too op like i understand it's a i understand it's a pve game okay but the more you talk the more you're confirming what i'm saying if you don't have to change your build if you don't have to do any of your specials if i, I keep forgetting to block if you're doing all these things or not doing all these things and all you can do is scattershot them into oblivion, your character is too strong. Right. That's, right. Now, I don't <clears> care, <throat> but the way you talk about it, it's like, well, I don't got to do anything but scattershot. So if that's all I need from her, then the fun factor for her and the learning curve for her is going to be very small. And you're going to want somebody else because she's boring is the statement that's going to come out of your mouth very soon. Or somebody in your chat is going to start saying, Played her, liked her, bored, waiting for the next guy. That's what's going to end up happening. Like, I, I like the story. I like the connection between her and her father. I always hate time travel, but I'm okay with it. It's not her father. Or, or, it's, her, it's her mentor. It's a mentor. Oh, I thought it was her daughter. His no, daughter, no. No, no. Mentor? And, okay. there, is, there is a storyline where it is his daughter in the MCU, but in the comic books, she's just a, 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 a student, student teacher type of thing. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, than that, I mean... I, I would like to have her. Uh, uh, one of the outfits should be uh, uh, the what do you call the, the? Oh my god, I can't speak anymore. The 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 end game gear from the original six, from the Iron Man stuff. What is that? What is that? What is that gear called? The, oh, the you're talking about the Stark, the Stark, Stark, the Stark stuff. Yeah, like, she needs a Stark tech suit to match the rest of them. Because when I when I load up, when I load up the screen, all my guys are in Stark, and then. She's wearing pajamas in the corner. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, I like the, I like some of her outfits, but they're all kind of bland. Where's, where's the cool outfit I'm supposed yeah, more, to get? More comic I, I got booky, her. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you know, I get it, 
but still it doesn't match. It looks, it almost looks like it's the kind of photo where you have a photo and then you cut out somebody else's photo and stick yeah, it over somebody yeah. else. You photoshopped her in there. Uh, yeah. Old photo. That's what it looks like. It's a bad Photoshop is what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, water. I actually, I didn't ever said I was going to pre-order Outriders. I said, I'm going to play Outriders. I never said I was going to pre-order Outriders. I said that I'll get it on day one when it comes out. I actually said I'll buy it like minutes before midnight so I could have it downloaded and play it. But other than that, uh, it, it wouldn't count towards a pre-order because what happens when you pre-order games is that it tallies up and they're like, oh, look, we, have eight, sales. we have 8 million people. Sales. right? And you are, you are promoting more sales from your pre-order because you're like, oh, well, people must like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Every All trick right. in the book, man. Every trick in the book. All right. Let me see what else we have. Um, okay. We got two more stories, and then we'll talk about Cyberpunk. We're going we're gonna to go over. So, Oh, we're uh, going over. Yeah. Among Us we're going over. Is, a, is a real popular game, right? Among Us is a real popular game. Oh, it's a popular now. It's been well, out right. It's years. a real popular game right now, right? And I thought this was funny because Fortnite, okay, sees this, okay? Now, the new Fortnite game mode is a lot like Among Us, okay? This article comes from Game Rant. Okay, the new Fortnite Season 5 theme has taken inspiration from the outside source and incorporation into the t of its own game. Such are the names for those new characters. Now it seems that some of the new changes in Fortnite may involve taking ideas from a popular hidden identity game among us with the new game mode. For a limited time, a new Fortnite update was created in a new game mode called The Spy, or The Spy Within, which pits players against each other, figure the identities of, uh, of the traitors, of the treacherous spies within the group for for a new Fortnite game mode the agent's goal is to complete tasks and earn coins before the spies are able to kill them without them being caught now while among us wasn't the first game or create a mafia style party game formula it is arguably the most popular influential hidden identity type game out there right now besides that there's still quite a few key similarities to the spy within functions within among us now, one of the one of the first biggest similarities of this game is notice suspicious uh, players that are able to be called in the meeting and discussed with a group why they believe that the players aspire or vote them out. Not only is it, but they told 10 agents with two spies in the game, similar to the maximum lobby size of Among Us, having two imposters and 10 crewmates, not counting the option of the third imposter. However, Fortnite, the spy within, does incorporate into the game's voice proximity chat for meetings to discuss with other players, which is nice change of pace on having to type onto a keyboard in public lobbies among us. Players will also be rewarded with new cosmetic items, such as a festive holiday weapon skin, new glider, skateboard, and type of design. Now, do you think it's just kind of odd, Sarge, that Battlegrounds, PUBG, okay, had a BR game, and... Fortnite had a save the world game that was bombing hardcore. Okay. Bro, we already discussed this many times for new people in chat. Greatest save ever. Right. Greatest so, pivot. Greatest pivot in gaming history. So Fortnite put a game mode in just temporarily, which was a battle royale. And the battle royale took off. Okay. And that was it. History, checkmate whatever you want to use, okay? And they basically... Now, now they didn't steal it from uh, PUBG because BRs have been around for before that, okay? Sure. But PUBG was the, the one-all be-all. That was the most popular game on the planet at that moment. And then Fortnite shifted, became a battle royale, and never looked back and became... Now, here we are three years, three and a half years later, okay? 
Fortnite sees how popular Among Us is, and less people are playing, you know, Fortnite. So, so much so they had to put Star Wars in it and Marvel in it and all these other things in it because they're trying to get people to come in. They've changed their strategy of, of, of the prices of V-Bucks. They've changed. They added a video service a couple of uh, months ago. We talked about it. Okay. And now here you are. The, the voice proximity chat thing comes into effect here with this new game mode. Now, it's just a game mode. They don't know if it's, you know, it's just a, it's exactly like Among Us, right? On Twitch, Among Us was way ahead of Fortnite for weeks and was chipping away at their at their at their source okay so they said you know what let's just put among us inside fortnite so now people won't play among us they'll come into fortnite and they can play the same game within our within our game what do you think about this well i i don't i don't look at it as they're stealing because let's let's once again my age is a factor so civilizations is a turn-based uh evolution game of mankind right where you you start from like caveman people and you go all the way up and the, the way you win the game is eight or nine different ways either you either have the most art or you go out our space or you conquer everybody with war like there's different ways to win but it's the it's the learning and the uh knowledge knowledge tree that lets you decide which way you want to go now that game's been out forever now all of a sudden this game called humankind comes out and it's basically exactly like civilization a few things changed but it's exactly like civilization, right? You, now, people, some people may call it a clone, some people not, but nobody's freaking out because just like anything else in gaming, when something does well, they start copying it. You ever wonder why when a war game comes out, all of a sudden all these war games come out at the same time? It's, it's bizarre to me that all these guys are working on their own games, and then all of a sudden when the release days comes, these similar games come out around the same time. It's always strange to me how that works. Now, Epic, I think... I don't want to use this term, but I'm using the term loosely, loosely. Because of the luck that Epic had to pivot the way that they did to turn their failing game into the into one of the most beloved BRs ever. Okay, realize that you can't be at the top forever, right? That's why they have the business model change where they're doing with a monthly subscription mm -hmm. because they know they can't sell skins forever. Right. Right. And so they are going to take from whatever they can. I, I like to call Epic the South Park of video games, right? Whatever is going on in the industry, Epic finds a way yeah. to put that inside Fortnite within months. Like, well, what's what's hot Weeks. right now? Weeks. What's going on right now? We're going to yeah. put that in. Like, that's what I call Epic now. Epic is like the South Park of video games. They're able to pivot and put whatever they have to do in that game to keep it relevant while they're working on their other things in the background. Right? right. Apparently, this means a lot to them because they pivot a lot. So apparently, they want to make sure Fortnite stays up there for for a little while longer. Well, think about it. If they can make if they can make Among Us, right? Among Us is a nice little cute little game. I watch people play it. I'm like, all right, it's cool. It's a cool game. But if you can replicate that in Fortnite and then change your skin to really cool things, and you can play the same game with Deadpool or Mandalorian or Darth Vader or any Marvel character or any of the burger, whatever it is, whatever your skin is, you can play the game. And, and make it a fun game, right? And not only does it come into a different play, because I don't even know. Can you use your guns and stuff in Fortnite when you're playing this game mode? I don't know. I might have to jump in just to check it out. But I think it's interesting because I've, I've said that Epic has something golden here. With Like, everyone looks at Fortnite as it's a battle royale. But they've been, they've been changing and doing stuff with Fortnite that nobody else can do with their live events, 
Okay. There's been more live events in that game that have captivated more. 15 million people watched the last live event with Galactus. 15 million people watched an event. Okay. They're making like a meta. Okay. They're making a, a ready player one inside that game. And if they can p potentially take Among Us and bring it into that game as a game mode, and then they could take a BR and put it in their game and they have a save the world. Like there was another article I read that they were talking about because you could play the Mandalorian right now. And they said, man, it'd be cool if Epic made a Star Wars game. Okay. And made it within this with the engine and stuff like that. They could literally make a whole like open world with these characters and stuff that they're doing. They're what they're doing in the technology they're doing. I said this a couple weeks ago. Say what you want about Epic, about if they're you, you don't agree with them business wise or whatever. They are doing game changing shit in this industry. Okay. Yes. They are changing the game. No point attended. Right. They are changing the game the way things are being developed with the with the new with the new um, Unreal Engine. They're changing the game a way that Hollywood makes films now, where they can literally create their own uh, backgrounds and backdrops and everything live and change it on the fly, like. They're doing amazing things, and that's why Epic will succeed regardless if Fortnite ever fails and bombs and does whatever, okay? They, they're they literally changing the game by buying uh, up the, the facial recognition stuff to, to animations, to do mocap, to do all that stuff. They're making big strides, and this is just another example of it's just a game mode that they're putting into their game that they're straight up stealing, from another company, and they're not the first ones to do it, but they're straight up stealing it and then putting it into their world of Fortnite, right? The worst thing about Fortnite is the name Fortnite, okay? If it was named something else, it would be much better, I think, received. But Fortnite, to me, is like the worst part about it because everyone just associates Fortnite with BR and BR, and, and I think Epic is trying to get away from that by trying different things, right? So, all right, next story I want to talk about is Call of Duty. Okay, now let me bring this up because there's a lot of there's a lot of Call of Duty uh, different articles I have to bring up. <clears throat> Call of Duty is uh, <laughs> I, I swear to God, it's like scummy move after scummy move after scummy move. So Modern Warfare double XP, uh, Modern Warfare's double XP token no longer works in Call of Duty Warzone. Okay, this article comes from Polygon. Okay, if you played enough Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone, it's likely that you unlocked at least a few double XP tokens and the two X double XP tokens as the game calls them. Okay, these are the most available in the game seasonal battle pass, which are shared progress in. The tokens used to give double XP rewards for uh, for periods of time like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or even up to an hour. However, after Wednesday's season one update, none of those tokens work anymore inside of Warzone anymore. Okay. When Warzone players logged into the game after the update went live, most of the surprise to see that the double XP token had accumulated from a previous season had simply vanished from their menu. As it turns out, the tokens weren't technically gone. They were just only usable in Modern Warfare now, but now, uh, but not in Warzone. Players weren't pleased. As one player points out, the XP tokens were actually con uh, content that was included into the premium version of Warzone and Modern Warfare Battle Pass, which what people paid to get. Now their functionality has been limited to exclusively war Modern Warfare multiplayer mode, a game that some Warzone players might not even own. 
The likely reason behind this is disabled it as the new seasonal update also added a new level for players to gain new weapons for them to upgrade, which also would have been affected by the double XP tokens, which might have in progress a little quicker to earn uh, the, the said weapons. Of course, just because the old tokens don't doesn't work anymore doesn't mean that they aren't tokens at all. Instead, they introduced their own double XP tokens, which are available to be earned or bought in the new Black Ops Cold War slash Warzone Season 1 Battle Pass, just remember to use them during Black Ops Cold War seasons so they don't suddenly become locked behind the game you don't own when the next game in the series arrives. Now, they did do another mention of Activision says, well, uh, Black Ops Cold War is the number one fastest selling game digitally. Okay. As the most digital sales. But I think they don't tell you what the sales are because if they like the sales numbers they would have told you what those sales numbers were because Activision loves gloating about sales numbers, right? But they don't tell you the sales numbers. They just tell you that's the fastest and best-selling digital copy, which means it could have sold 100,000 copies, and you know what I mean? Not millions of copies, whatever, they, whatever it is. Now, this is the reason I think they're doing what they're doing. I think digitally, because a lot of people are playing the free-to-play version of the Warzone, because the battle royale, okay, and a lot of people are not spending money on cosmetics, that they took that stuff out of the other game because more people were playing Warzone of the older version than they were playing on the newer version, and they had to move those people over, okay? And that's why they're making and forcing people, well, if you want to use this, you have to purchase our new Call of Duty game. I think Call of Duty lost their identity, and this is my speculation, Okay, this is not anywhere proof of anything. This is my speculation of what I've seen of the sales numbers and what I've seen of people playing. Call of Duty was a game that came out every single year and sold multi-millions of copies. 20 million, 18 million, 30 million copies. Okay, well, they were losing and they had to shift. And now Call of Duty has now become a Battle Royale slash Battlefield type game. Wide open maps. Uh, you know what I mean? Group play. You're moving across. It feels, it looks, you know, it's awesome looking. But I don't think they're selling. They're not making as much money as they did before because they had the same problem Madden did. Okay. Well, they've already went to the past. They already went to the future. They already did the stuff. And they're like, let's pivot. Let's go to let's go to battle royales and free to play modes. Okay. More people are playing Call of Duty than ever before because it's free to play. But more people than ever are not spending money inside their free to play game. They're just enjoying what's the game is. So they have to force the hand and try to get people to purchase their new system. And then when they sell enough, they'll gloat about it and put in an article that says, we sold 30 million copies, right? That's what they'll say. What do you think of this whole Call of Duty moving the tokens and making people purchase the other thing? I don't know if thing? you should be asking me anything about Call of Duty because I despise Activision with all my soul. So once again, it's about a business. They're trying to copy Fortnite, right? That's why Warzone even came out, right? They wanted a they wanted a modern day BR with the fast pace Call of Duty experience, and they figured they were going to get a nice community size, and then just put the MTX in there just like anything else. Remember, low effort, high return, right? Especially with a BR because the the playability of a BR is you're playing against other people, right? The right. map has to be good. After that, it's all about the people. It's got nothing else to do with anything else. Now. It, the more changes you see in a BR, you know that they're not making enough. They're, they're not making as much money as they want. Correct. Rest assured. Rest assured. No, they're, they're making, making money. money. Oh yeah. They're making money. Yeah. I personally think it's a dick move, right? But 
the the main conversation here isn't about what any individual thinks. The main conversation is is that we are being slowly learned that that disclaimer in the beginning of the game, that forty page thing that no one reads, you just hit agree because well, I want to play this because I right. want to play this game. Right. What that agreement says is is they can change whatever they want whenever they want. And you can't say anything because we have sold you a limited license for you to use on your own time, but we reserve the right to change whatever we want at any time. Right. So you clicking yes before you play that game, especially on a free-to-play microtransaction, I don't have the disc, right? It's just on my system type of thing or on my phone, Right. okay? They can do whatever they want. So you, you have to suck it up. And the problem now is, is that they have the control. Gamers, over the last few years, we are losing more and more control consumer-wise. We don't have options, right? Either you play the game or you don't. Once you play the game, once you're part of it, whatever they want to do, they can change whatever they want. Oh, we gave you something free? Well, now no more free. Now we're going to give you this? You don't like it? Tough? Go play something else? Oh, now we give you this. That's it. You have right. to say yes or no. There's no more, well, this game is not what you sold me. This is not what I wanted to play. I'm not going to play it anymore. I want my money back. You, you don't have those options anymore. There's zero options for turn-ins. Zero. All right? For me, I don't like BR. Okay? A BR game, in essence, is a no effort. Yeah. I made a map. Okay? I made a map. I put some weapons in the map. I put some vehicles in the map. And I let you guys just run amok. It's so a, basically, it's, sandbox. it's battlefield without it's, objectives. It's, yeah, exactly. It's a sandbox. Right? Yeah. It's battlefield without objectives. So you guys got tired of making Battlefield games because you kept making them suck for so long. We'll call so now I needed, a, yeah. I needed a high return with low effort. Boom. BR is the answer. Right. right. That's the answer. Not to mention the fact that Call of Duty makes a game every year. Please tell me how many team members are cycling between games that a game is being well, worked on two for studios, one year. Two or three studios it's working on it. It's probably two years, right? Every other year, somebody's yeah. working on the game, and so it comes out every year. But they're really in the background. Yeah, I think, studios, there's, I think there's three companies. Yeah, every every two, every three years, whatever. But still, that means the game's only in production for two years, and just pumping out something else. You're pumping out something else. And remember, you're not just getting a sixty dollar game. It's a sixty dollar game with MTX in the background. Right. Right. They're making their money. Right. But you gotta, you have to start realizing what's happening. Right. The games are not there. We did not set precedent. They did. They want us to buy the coolest, newest, hottest thing. Cool. Show me it. Well, we're not ready yet. Only on PC. Right? Whatever they got to tell you in order to, for you to hand over your money early before you realize what the actual product is. Right? I personally don't play Call of Duties anymore. Yeah, I miss the original Call of Duties when it was the story of a soldier or whatever was going on, the team of soldiers. And then after the campaign was over, you were then left with a multiplayer game that was cool. And then when that started to die off, okay, they throw zombies in because you always throw zombies in. Right? right. And by the way, guys, the only reason why zombies is such a repeat thing that happens on every one of these games is because they're, the game developers are not allowed to label Anybody in the real world, because I remember all the Call of Duties are all in modern day, right? They're not allowed to label anybody in the world as the bad guy. If you guys haven't noticed, over the years, you know, before it was the Germans, then the Japanese, 
then it was the Middle East, then it was uh, I forget who the, the, uh, the Russians. Right, well, that's it was why, Russians. That's right? why they, they, it was always they always picked somebody as the bad guy. That's why well, they've 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 world. turned it back to to like the right. Cold War because there right. was a Russians were the bad guys. World. Yeah. You can't you can't label someone a terrorist or this or that based on any information of fact that we've been alive to see. So nobody's the bad guy. So the only thing left is to kill undead guys, and that's why <laughs> the undead is in every fucking game. Okay. <laughs> Every fucking game. And the other only bad guys inside the story plots are our own guys who are traitors. It's always your own guy. It's my own guy. He was on my team. Traitor. He's an, a special forces guy. Got out of the military because of a disability. They wouldn't pay him a disability. Traitor. Like, there's never a bad guy anymore. And so zombies takes the place of the bad guy. It's and this is what we're doing. Mic. Right? And so I don't know how many times you guys can kill zombies. But if you like zombies that much... Uh, 30 and I want to play a Left 4 Dead series, and we want to know who's on Xbox and has Left 4 Dead because we want to go through it. Yeah, be, you guys like zombies so much. It'll, it'll be fun. Yeah, so there's three studios, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer. Yep. All right. Great topic to move to, right? So let's talk about Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077 and CD Projekt Red. Let me uh, give a little preempt of where, where the stance is because... I have no, both me and Sarge have not played any, anything of Cyberpunk 2077. Basically, the stance that we're taking and what we're, we're talking about is the industry of what the game stands for and the industry of the people that are making the game, okay? So when we talk about it, it's not, we're not reviewing the game. We're not telling you that the game is broke or thing because we don't like the game. We're telling you about the state of the industry of what it's in and how Things won't change. Okay, so last year, two, actually 2018, going into 2019, they were showing their stuff at E3 and all this stuff. Okay, there was an article written by a Polish art, uh, article. Um, uh, I forget the guy's name. In December, he had an article in Poland. You can. Uh, he's basically the Jason Schreier of Poland. Of Poland. Okay, he wrote an article saying that CD Projekt Red was having issues. With the current gen systems that we're running, and I mean the Xbox One, okay, the Xbox One X, the PlayStation, and the PlayStation 4 Pro, okay, they were having issues. And they already announced that time that they were coming out in April. And he said, if they don't get it to run on the current gen systems by January, they will delay the game later in the year. Come January, they didn't get it to run properly on this system this current system of xbox ones and playstation fours and pros and x's okay so they moved it from april to september okay as june came in july they moved it from september to november okay and then they moved it from november to december they pushed it back and back and back knowing that it didn't run properly on this current gen system they worked on it for which five it was years made for which it was made for. they worked on it i know that said everyone says it's been seven years but five years of actual development of coding writing the thing and doing the stuff it's been five years they've been working on the game okay me and sarge always talk about two three or three to five years is a good game five to seven is a great game okay they're on the cusp of making a great game but they pushed it out and it was barely even a game okay now here we are they came out it launched and everyone was like what 
in the world is happening. So before it launched, reviewers got their copies and they were only giving codes out for PCs. Now the people that were reviewing the games are playing on 2080Is, 380s, 370s, 390s, high-end PCs. They're like, oh, it's wonderful. It's great, fantastic. But they weren't allowed to use their footage. They only could use the footage that CD Project Red was letting them use. They had to sign hard-clad NDAs. They could not post anything of, of the sort. They only gave the codes out five to six days before the actual review process to get them um, to, to go out. Now, on top of that, they gave no codes and nothing of the consoles. They were hiding the console's current gen of what it is that's out in the industry right now. Now, there was pre-orders, okay? Pre-orders of 8 million plus copies, almost 9 million copies. 51% was on PC. 48% was on consoles. Now, out of that 48%, which would be about 4 million copies, we don't know how many copies are on the old gen and the new gen. Now, we could technically kind of tell you that if Microsoft, in the other article that we read, sold 1.6 million new consoles between the S's and X's, okay? And... I doubt every single person that bought an Xbox got got the new game because not everyone it's not a game for everybody, okay? And if PlayStation sold a million, they have 2.6 million of the 4 million that were consoles, but yet the problem is lies on the 90%ers that still have an old gen console, okay? So here's here's where we are. They released a game that is broke at launch, okay? It's unplayable on most consoles below the, the series systems and the PlayStation 5s and PCs, okay? My problem with CD Projekt Red is that up this whole time, and I said about it, I said they're going to kill their goodwill because they keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back, and I hate the people that take a stand of, well, let them delay it until it's ready. In a perfect world, that's how it works. Sure, keep it in there as long as it can, but... It, a cookie left in the oven for too long starts to burn, okay? And the people that are investors are the people that they're cooking because they want their money back, and they shove the games out early. No Man's Sky, Fallout 76, Anthem, Marvel, now CD Projekt Red with their, with their game, right? This is a major issue in the industry, that they're releasing games that are not finished. They want your money up front, $60, okay, $80, $120, $200 collection edition, whatever, okay? And then the apology, not apology that they sent out to everybody saying, hey, yeah, it's not working. We're going to be working on it, okay? And we're going to be working on it over the next two months, okay? Well, let me tell you, the day one patch didn't fix it. January's not going to fix it. February's not going to fix it. Six months from now is not going to be fixed. Next year, by this time, on the old gen consoles, you might have a working game that actually fundamentally if still, works. If you're still trying to use it on the old system, right. if you're still trying, if to, you're trying to, if you're, if you're trying to use it. So my issue is not with Cyberpunk being broke, because there are people that have a game that's not broke. They have no issues. They're playing it. They're loving it. They love the whole thing. And then there's people that can't play it. It's bricking. It's broke. It's glitchy. It's good. But it's very buggy. The problem that I have is CD Projekt Red that everyone thought was the messiah of video games. They always thought they were their best friends and they wouldn't screw them over. Just proves that they're just like EA, Activision, 
Bioware, it doesn't matter who it is. They put out a product they knew that was broke and they tried to hide it. And that's the worst part. What do you think about this whole thing, Sarge? <clears throat> All right. So I'm not going to go crazy like you think I'm going to go water because I'm really trying to make a point, especially for the younger gamers. The position that we are in as consumers in the video game market leaves us no choice for the ability to control the product that we ha that we are purchasing. If you buy it digital, you probably much have an 80 or 90% chance that you cannot return a game. I'm not talking about just Cyberpunk. I'm talking about period. You download a game to your S, okay, or your X, the game is yours. There's no returning and getting your money back because there's no laws in place. There's no Consumer Protection Act that dictates what is a workable product. They can argue with their lawyers and say, well, the game works fine. It just has a few bugs in it. OK, whereas the actual consumer is this is the game that was promised. It doesn't work as intended. And so they're going to get caught in the semantics of it. And so nobody wins that argument. And the, the and the win goes to the defender, which is going to be the, the development company. Now, as a better consumer, especially for those of you that have been alive long enough to remember the heyday of video games when the Halo first came out and the and the rise of the multiplayer games that, that were working really well and what started the multiplayer uh, extravaganza that we are in right now, okay? You have to remember, the basis of this industry is children, okay? We are talking about 10-year-olds all the way up to about 19 or 20, and I'll even include some of the college kids, all right? And I say kids, I consider myself a kid, but I'm an old man coming to gaming, okay? They are marketing to them. They don't know any better. They don't give a shit. All they know is they want that game. They hyped it up. I want that product. I get that feeling. I was there when it happened. But along the way, since video game industry has achieved market status above all other markets, and some of them combined, okay, how much money can be made in the video game market. They, as a business, are following the rules of any other business. Grow, sell, survive, okay? That's their only point in life, okay? A business is supposed to sell, grow, and expand, and survive. That's its point. It's not your friend, it's not your family member, it's not your girlfriend, not your wife, okay? Not even your business partner, because even your business partner will fuck you over under the right circumstances. You are a consumer, they are the manufacturer. They will do and say whatever they have to in order for them to get that product into your hand. And if you looked over the years, what's been happening is that it's really easy to get it into our hand, but it's almost impossible to give it back to the person that I bought it from. And we as gamers have got to stop giving them the money before we see the product. I don't care about day one patches. There's no such thing as a day one patch, okay? And the defense I'm going to get from people who've been uh, watching this stuff go on is they say that, well, it costs more to make a game. The budgets are really high. And my answer to that is, well, I guess you have to budget better. Instead of spending 
almost the same amount of money you spent on development costs on advertisements, maybe you should spend three quarters of that budget on development costs and then advertise the game before it comes out. And then when you start making money, put money back into advertisement. But the ritual that we are doing currently, whereas I can say anything I want about this game, I can hide it from you. I can hide the microtransactions in the game after the game is sold to you and then put the microtransactions in. All these little schemes that they play in order to get it in your hand and siphon money out of your pocket is not a standard business transaction. I am no longer buying a product. I am buying a promise. And I don't even get the promise. And I can't get my money back. I'm well aware of hype. I'm well aware that we love video games. But you cannot go into this blind any longer. All right. The days of giving them money in the beginning have to stop. Okay. Show me your game. Show me it works. Okay. What CD Projekt Red did is 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 actually worse than what Fallout 76 did because they told you ahead of time that this game was supposed to be for current gen systems. And when I say current gen, I'm talking about the gen that's going on right now, not the right, brand new one four. that just came out. Yeah. Current gen is the is what the masses have. We have current gen. They said that that game was supposed to be for current gen. Thirty and I told everyone on the stream multiple times over the over the year 2019. So we said so that there was it. no way that that game, from what we saw, there's no way that the current gen hardware is going to handle that game. Right? We said our new word of saying is we said it's very ambitious. We didn't say it wasn't going to work for shit, but we said it was very ambitious because we knew it was not going to work. Okay, and here we are, the day, the week of release. It only works on PC really well. It only works on the new gen. So what were they working on for the last year right. and a they half? They delayed it. They right. delayed it to make right. sure it ran on right. this. And the new systems are only running a port of this current gen. That's correct. Right. So now, they blatantly lied to you to your face after you gave them, after they gave them the money, told you it was going to work. Okay, and now. As some kind of euphoric trance that everyone's in, that after you've gotten gotten and you don't want to admit it, you just say, well, they're going to patch it. They're going to fix it. It's going to be okay. That's not the way to run a business, guys. Okay? You can't promise me something, take my money, and then I have to wait for the product eventually. That's not how this works. Okay? That's not how this works. Watch how fast things change when they don't get pre-orders. Watching them sweat a little bit when they realize that the game is not ready yet. Well, I guess you're going to have to delay your game, okay? But the problem is right now is even a game that you think failed, okay, that you think that no one gave a shit about and failed, they still made money on. That's how many people are buying video games, okay? When they say that they, are, they failed, that it didn't work out well for them, that just means they didn't hit the number that they wanted to hit, not that the fact that they didn't make money on it. And I'm not talking about... 20% profit on money invested. I'm talking about 60, 70, and 80% money invested over the top. They're they're fine, okay? But you got to educate yourselves. It's time, okay? Because if you've not noticed, it's getting worse and worse and worse, okay? They'll try any trick in the book to get you to buy it. Now, they to try to apologize. The the only only thing I can think about when you apologize after doing something you knowingly yeah, you, knew you, got, you, you were going to do. You got caught. You got caught. You got caught doing You knew you were going to do it, and then you tried to apologize afterward. Is if I told you that I'm going to fuck your sister, and then after I fuck her, I apologize to you, right? 
Like that's bullshit on multiple levels. Okay. It's bullshit. Okay. We have got to stop. Okay. There is, you can't tell me that the little skin or the extra bonus or the plastic statue to give them the money early is a bribe big enough that you have to say, oh yeah, I got to have that. So I'm going to give you my money now and hopefully you won't fuck me over. Is that how you guys act normally? I don't understand how that works. We have got to change the habits. They have got to they, earn your money. They, they they are the manufacturer. They they sold eight over 8 million copies. They already have your money. And then on top of that when they say, "Oh, we hear what you guys are saying. You could get you can get your refunds back." Go to Sony, go to Microsoft and get your refunds back and refunds. Here's here's what's happening. Sony if you're one of the people that got your refund back, fantastic. But majority of the player base that can't play the game because it doesn't run, it's a faulty product, which is in this terms of service, that if it's a faulty product, you can get your money back. But stipulation is, it's if, if you've downloaded it, it digitally, you can't get your money back. If you played two hours of it on a physical copy, you can't get your money back. Well, what if the game doesn't show itself what it truly is until after the two hours, right? Now people are upset... And, and, and the way that Cyberpunk is, is, is swinging it, they're like, oh, no, yeah, you can get it back, their money back. But you don't really want your money back because we're going to be fixing it in January and February, right? You don't really want you don't really want that. So basically, they're just trying to hold off. OK, what happens now in the future? Because Witcher, when it came out, they had a DLC shortly after. Right. They're talking about DLCs for this. They're talking about multiplayer for this. OK, down the road. Can they even announce any of that? If the game is broke now, I know there's people playing it and, and you can stand where you are and say, yeah, I don't have any issues. And I 100% believe you. I 100% believe you because I played Fallout 76 and I barely had any issues with Fallout 76 when everyone was like, it's got so many glitches and this until 80 hours in. OK, and then I had a game breaking glitch where I couldn't even play the game anymore. I was stuck in my armor. I was invisible. I couldn't interact with anything. I fell through the maps. It was glitching everywhere. I was like, what the hell happened? I'll take small artifacts popping in and popping out and stuff like that. That's what's happening here. But the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One looks like they're playing on a PlayStation 2. Okay. Glitches. Even on the high-end PCs that I watch streamers play. All of a sudden, he's driving down the road. And all of a sudden, this guy just pops out of the car, or the car just starts flying, or he just starts driving through the thing, or the game crashes, or he's in a dialogue thing, and the dialogue just stays up on the screen the whole time. So he's got to shut down the, the system and then come back on. If you're immersed in the game, okay, and all of a sudden, a, a dialogue screen pops up, and you're not in the thing, or you're driving a car, and all of a sudden, you fly off the map or fall through the map, and you're okay with that, I'm sorry. That's game-breaking. That's game-breaking. That's immersion-breaking, game-breaking, and that's not what the game is supposed to be, okay? But you might not have a copy of that. You might have a copy, and your computer runs super smooth at high-end. It's so good with the ray tracing. It's so it's such a good experience, but you're one of the few. There's more people, okay, that should have been like that instead of, it's not even running. I can't even run it on my system. I, it crashes every 30 minutes, okay? Crashes every 30 minutes, and, and we have to stop pre-ordering games because eight million dollars in the bank six months prior is showing them well we already made our money they could literally stop working because they already made their money okay all they have to do is physically hand you the copy two hours in it works fine five hours in it works fine 10 hours broke game okay the writing they say the writing sometimes 
people are describing it as the writing and the game and the way the glitches are is it's a vast game. It's a very wide game, but it's as deep as a puddle. Okay. The RPG in the game is not really what they said it was going to be. Okay. You might like it. You can't get, you can't change your hair. They've got the customization where you can have two, two penis sliders. Okay. But yet you can't change your hair once the game starts. Okay. Okay. You can have a bulging dick, but yet you can't change your hair once the game starts, right? You can't put tattoos on. You can't, the, the way things happen in the game, they're like, it wasn't thought out. It's like, what did they do? Right. And one of the characters out of time, out of time, and out of money, I completely understand. Oh, absolutely. Right? A budget, a budget is a budget. Whatever they have, whatever they had taken from investors, not not like the stock investors, but guys who invested in the company to make the game, whatever money that they had, if they were at the at the bare end of it and they said we can't delay this anymore, we're out of, we're out of money or whatever you want to say the defense is, the fact is that upper management decided that. It is worth the risk to release this broke because they're going to forget about it anyway. We'll just come out with some actual extra toys later on and give it to them, and they won't, they'll just accept it, and we'll move on. Right? That's the mentality. Like, you're a dog, or you're just a child. He doesn't care. Just push him away, give him the product, and then we'll tell him it's fine, and then later on we'll release another product, and he'll be fine with it. Like, that's the mentality. Like, right. that's not proper business. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. That's just not the, the the problem I have again is not with the game, right? I would be I would be a hypocrite saying that it's the game that I'm upset about that it's not working and, and broke. I'm I'm more concerned with CD Projekt Red dishing out a game that doesn't work on the main systems they were making it for. Okay. And they hit it on purpose and had our ironclad NDA sign where no one could do anything. And that is the shadiest part of this whole thing. And again, I'm playing, I'm playing Marvel Avengers. Okay. It was, it was a mess when it first came out. It's still kind of messy. Okay. I played fallout 76. I played Anthem. I played no man's sky. I've played all these games that had problems when they first launched. Does it make it okay? No, it doesn't make it okay. Okay. And that's why I have no issue with, cyberpunk having issues of course games are going to have glitches but Theza was known for glitches for fallouts and fall but the it, the pros over the cons were greater then okay and they weren't hidden bethesda didn't hide the shitty part of the game you got to play a beta before that anthem didn't hide that the game was broke the end game was broke and that's why people didn't know until you bought the game and got to the end game and there was nothing there no man's sky wasn't broken until you really dove into it and saw what it was, but it was a shill of a game than it was, but you wouldn't know that because it, you started on a starting planet and you had to explore to find the things that weren't there. Okay? They didn't lie to you. Okay? Well, they sort of did, but they've also, for the last four years, have made goodwill by giving you free content for the last four years, making the game to what it was supposed to be when it launched. Okay? This is just shady business model, and right now, if they were the best company. They've literally thrown their hat in the ring with the bad guys, okay? EA, Activision, and 2K, and all of them. And they're worse now because they straight up lied to the consumer of 50%. 50% of the consumers that bought it doesn't work on their systems, okay? And that is just shady. I want to I wanna make a note of it because I've, I've spoken in the past about this game, and I, I want to admit that I'm wrong. What I said in the past was is that I believe that Cyberpunk is going to show the industry what the next level game is supposed to be. Which it does, though. It right? does. It, it, 
but I'm wrong in the fact that in the way it did it, instead of it being in a positive light, it's in a negative light, but it, you're supposed to learn from it. So in actuality, I'm wrong, but I'm a little bit right. The game on proper hardware looks and plays amazing. Yeah. There's a little bit of a depth issue. I'm like, what happens in the uh, crafting menus and whatnot? I understand that kind of thing. But as far as what the game is supposed to be from the get, it is amazing. And what yeah. they did with that city is amazing. But in order for them to collect the money that they wanted to collect, because they wanted that Christmas money, is a completely different list of circumstances. Yeah. They should have delayed right? it until next Christmas. They, 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 they have burned all the goodwill, and now we're going to see how the goldfish brains react. Are you going to forget about it as soon as the DLC comes out? Right? That's going to be the that'll be the test. Right? I, I personally, I'm not going to get it not for a while. I don't care at this point. Yeah, right? I if I if I got an Xbox Series X recently, which I don't have, but if I get one, I was going to buy it sooner than later. But now because of the patches and stuff that they have to implement. No point. I'm going to, even if I get a Series X like tomorrow, I'm not going to pick it up for at least until the summer because it's just not worth it. I don't, I don't want to have, uh, I want, I want to play that game the, the way, way the game, the, the, the way it's supposed to be played. And if it's a better experience six months from now to a year from now, then I'll, I'll play it then. I'm not going to buy it now uh, and then play it to have a bad experience and then have this like stigma on it the entire time. You know what I mean? Like I, I want it to play the way it was supposed to be played. And again, I watched Co Carnage play it on on Twitch, and he's got the high end PC. It looks brilliant. It looks amazing. Like the, the the way the city is and stuff. I'm like, man, I really want to play the game. It really looks good. But then you get the T pose. Then you fly through the map. Then it crashes. Then the dialogue's up there. Then certain things happen, and you're like, yeah, I'll I'll just wait a couple patches, right? Like I'm just tired of waiting for patches to fix the game that you paid for up up front. Like I. Everyone's like, well, glitches are supposed to happen or glitches are in all games. And I said this on my stream earlier. That's like going to a restaurant and finding a hair in your food and not being upset about it. Just taking the, the hair out and going, ah, it's fine. There's hair in all food. No, no, there's not. That's not the standard that you found hair in your food and there's hair in everyone's food. No, you, you fucking tell them this is there's hair in my food. You need to fix this. And they, and they go, OK, sorry about that. Right. And they and they fix it. This is they got their hand caught. OK, in the cookie jar. And they try to make you feel guilty. Well, you don't really want a refund, right? We're, we're going to fix it. It's like, no, you you had the opportunity. And that was launch day for $60 or $80 or $200, whatever I paid for for the thing. And you failed. You failed on that for 50% of the population that bought your game. And that's terrible, right? IGN gave it a four. And I don't even like IGN, okay? I'm like, ah, yeah, who cares? That's That's a whole different story. Right, that's a whole different. Subject. We don't have enough time to talk about the journalistic integrity and what actually journalism is supposed to. Oh, do. we can different... talk talk a little bit about it, right? No, because no, no, no. Here, no, no, I, I, I want to bring I, I want to bring something up. Okay. Well, well, let's finish. Let's finish the thought where you are. Let's finish the thought where you are. Okay. So the way the way that it was handled is is the most deceitful way you could handle a situation. We all know that you wanted to get paid. We all know that you want to release a game. We get that part of it. We're completely okay with that part. The issue is, is that when you knowingly deceive, when you when you knowingly deceive someone, collect the money, and then have no way of doing a refund to get your money back because of the product is not is not done correctly, that's shady. We need consumer protection acts that work in this hemisphere. 
It works almost any place else. You got lemon laws and all kinds of stuff in different areas of the industry. But for some reason in video games, it's not. And I'm going to tell you this. This is probably going to set a precedent. Someone's going to try to sue somewhere for something, right? And it's going to start opening the doors to where the video game industry has to start, I don't know, behaving like a normal business. You know, maybe you have to have, uh, you know, businesses in the States and pay actual taxes or maybe right. pay taxes just in general because Activision and uh, a few other companies, I won't name them all, but uh, they don't pay taxes. You guys are paying the taxes. They get taxes. They get tax breaks. And so this entire list of stuff that goes on with the industry and from the one side of it, you just care about the game because it's fun and I want to enjoy my game. But to look at it from the other side of it and say, well, this is what they're doing to us in order to get our money. And they're making hundreds of millions of dollars. And I understand it's a high risk, high reward situation, guys, because gaming is a high risk, high reward situation. Right. You invest a lot of money and you're hoping you're hoping to get that money back. However, when there's this many people inside the game, guys, obviously they're working it. They're, they're, it's working out for most of them. Right. It's working out. So another thing I, I, I hate is that. YouTubers and journalists are not the same. And but at the same time, both of them are guilty of doing what I'm about to say. Okay. They hyped up Cyberpunk so much. They're like, oh, this is gonna be the greatest game ever, and I'm so excited. A lot of them got to play it or see it or whatever ahead of time, and they talked it up so much, right? And they gave shit to to games like Anthem, and they gave shit to games like Fallout 76, and they gave shit to Marvel Avengers. And yet this game comes out. And they don't give shit like they gave shit to these other games. Okay. Even though it's in a worse state than most of these other games ever came. Okay. They they couldn't do it because now majority of them, not all of them, there's some out there that took it on the chin and were very disappointed. And they were like, man, I've talked about this game a lot. And then it, it just was, it, it just didn't, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I'm very disappointed. Now I have to wait. Okay. But there's so many people that have if you want to call them influencers or whatever, okay, that they talk about it. And then when they have to talk crap about it, they do it in a much nicer way than they did for any of these other games that were before this game that were buggy messes. And for some reason, I just look at them and, and go, ah, I can't trust you. Just like I can't trust CD Projekt Red anymore because they, they hid something from me. You're hiding something from me now. Right, you talked shit about Marvel Avengers, how buggy and glitchy it was, and it shouldn't even be a game. And you talked shit about Fallout seventy six and how buggy and glitchy it was, and it shouldn't be a game. And this game came out just as bad. And on top of that, shady business practices. On top of it, and, and they, they shilled the shit out of it. And they there's still shills of it, man. And that is when I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't support you anymore. Right, and that that's one of my biggest issues that look if you're going to be if you're going to say it at least admit it take it take it up right i don't pre-order games okay i don't pre-order games right i also i do buy broken games because i'm the streamer and i'm trying to help you define what you want your 60 dollars to be spent on right some people have more time than money other people have more money than time okay if you have more money than time you're going to buy whatever game you want but if you have more time than money and you only have a certain amount of money to spend, 
you want to know what you should spend your money on. And if I'm playing one of those games you're interested in, I'm going to tell you my honest opinion. I'm going to tell you the pros and cons, right? I've said it with the Marvel Avengers. I've told you, I don't review games. I give you my honest opinion on the game. I said, if you're a Marvel fan, it's a 100% buy. If you're a person that has money burning a hole in your pocket, you don't know what to spend it on, I would wait, okay? Because the game is still in a broken state, okay? These other people don't do that. They shill because they got a code. I pay for all my games. Okay, the system's broke. Right, you don't. You're not going to get a game unless you talk up their game. So the only way you can stay inside the the loop into into actually the to to test the game is I have to lie about the game, say it's good, in order for me to get the next game. I can't tell the truth. Right, because if I okay? tell the truth, and now they're all and now they're all they're all corrupted at the point where right. I have to shill whenever possible. The actual it, 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 this is what it says. It says while various codes may have some differences. Most share common elements, including the principles of truthfulness, accuracy, objectivity, impartiality, fairness, and public accountability. As these apply to the acquisition and newsworthy information and its subsequent dissemination to the public. That's what the ethics of what your job is supposed to be, right? They're doing none of that. None of that. You just spout out, what about that girl reviewer? I don't even want to mention her name. Yeah, right? yeah. What? She, she said that she, she didn't, didn't play she, like she didn't play she didn't it. play half the game. Right. Half of Cyberpunk she didn't even that's, play. That's your job. Right. Like what what are you doing on payroll? I didn't craft, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. She listed off the stuff that she didn't do like what the fuck are you reviewing? <laughs> what are you there for? Hey, if you're not a reviewer then don't review it then. Right? Right. Enough of the enough enough, okay? As far as I'm concerned, if if the if the if you're going to do a game review Right? I don't care what magazine you're working for. If you do a game review, you're gonna you're gonna actually put a division in your fucking building that does game reviews. Well, then guess what? Pony up, go buy the fucking game, okay, and review it like a fucking individual and, and as a as a non-biased person right. doing a review. Don't don't shill for the company waiting for your free copy, then fuck it up and say whatever you have to in order to get to your next game online. Otherwise, you might not get your game. Well, then you don't belong in that fucking position. I'm yeah. sorry. They, You're not a journalist. It, I, I don't I don't like that they get the codes and then they review the game. You getting a code from them is not because you're a journalist. You're getting a code from them because you're not on their blacklist. And if you say something bad, then you're not getting a code. And the that's, fact that that's just blacklist. the way it works. The fact that there's a blacklist should say everything about the, the, the publisher industry. and the developer. About the industry, yeah. What are we talking about? Right? What are we talking about? You're telling me I'm not allowed to tell the truth about your game because you're going to blacklist me? Like what? What? What game are we playing here, guys? Right? right. I'm I'm supposed to be allowed to speak what is true, what the facts are. Is your game broke? Yes. Can I return your game? No. Right. Does your game work on current systems? No. Does your game work on a PC and the other stuff? Yes. I'm gonna show footage. Well, no, you can't show the footage. You can't show the footage because we say you can't show. That's the footage. shady, well, man. How, how is that a review? Yeah. How's that? How are you stop? You're stopping me from reviewing the game. Right. This is you're, this might be 2020 and the precursor to the apocalypse, but we we haven't got rid of society completely yet, guys. Yeah. We we have to follow a little bit of of the subjectivity of what's supposed to happen here in the industry. All right. Well, that's my thoughts on the on the cyberpunk industry. I'm very disappointed. I'm so, dis I'm so disappointed. Yeah. I'm I, I'm very I, disappointed. I want to play, play that game so bad. I'm like, I, I it leaves a bad taste in my mouth now. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It 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 does. Like I said, I'll play it next year sometime. Right. If then, if that, I, I don't play a half-ass game. I want to be immersed in the game. It's, it's, it's the reason why I'm paying the money. 
Right. I, I mean, want. I now want. You, now you want to raise the prices another ten dollars? You think I'm going to pay an extra ten dollars for what could be a game? Right. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck well, out. look. It, I I make a product, and if you like the product, you can help out with the product. You can pay for the product, right? Like Phoenix did. Phoenix just became a member of Thirty and Still Gaming on YouTube.com. I appreciate that very much, Phoenix. Thank you very much for becoming a member. Right? You make a product, and people are going to like your product, or they're not going to like your product. Okay. But you have to have integrity, right? You have to have integrity on both sides. The the publisher, the developer, the person reviewing the game, they have to have integrity of doing it, and they all have zero. Now, I don't want to lump all the... There's a lot of reviewers out there that actually do a good job, right? I like SkillUp. I think SkillUp, there's two reviews that I, I disagreed with. With Disagree meaning I don't agree with him on everything. The way he did his reviews was not as a reviewer. He was angry at something. I think Marvel Avengers was one, and then something else was another. And he went back and changed it because he saw what he did in an unfair way. And was like, yeah, I, I didn't do that right. The way he the way he reviews games about you, you could disagree with them. You can like him, whatever. I just love the way he tells you how it is. He tells you all the good things. He tells you all the bad things. And he makes you he says, this is a hard pass for me, but you might like it. Right. This is a, I love this game, but you it, may, it might not be for you, whatever. I like people like that 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 I listen to and I and I can make a choice based on what he's giving me if the game is good or bad. Not based on him, based on what he's telling me. And then I go, oh, you know what? I like story, right? Oh, I like the combat. And the combat seems pretty cool. And he was talking about the combat. Oh, the music's good. I like that. Ah. And then you look at it and go, okay, well, in our RPG, I'm looking for good story. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this. It has these three things, but it's missing the other two. Uh, maybe I'll like it, right? I like that he does stuff like that, right? So that's what I like. There's a lot of people out there that shill because they get a code, they get a swag bag, they get whatever else they, they do. And th some people can distinct that. Other people, the companies, if they if the person doesn't shill and they and they they uh they talk bad about a company, that company blacklists them. Yeah, it's a joke. That, that's just the way it is, right? So last news. Okay, Jeremy Bullock, the guy who originally played Boba Fett, died today at the age of 75 years old, which is kind of sad. Not, I mean, it's sad. What I'm saying, it's kind of sad because they just reintroduced Boba Fett back in Mandalorian. And it's just... it's the just news, The news hit him too hard and he, he died from it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know what I mean? So we had Darth Vader die a couple of weeks ago, like a month ago, right? And now we David have Prowse, yeah. yeah, David Prowse died. And now we have Boba Fett dying at the age of 75. So it sucks to see, you know, people that you that you look up to when you were a kid as a, as a character and then they're they're gone. So, um, yeah, to, the, the dark side's fallen in Star Wars. <laughs> the dark side's falling. The light side last year was it right. We had Carrie Fisher not last year. We had Carrie Fisher and Chewbacca and R2-D2. And now, and now, Darth Vader and Boba Fett. Who, who else is left on the dark side? That, that I mean, it's terrible. It's it's it's, it's a little depressing to me because you watch all your heroes pass. Yeah, off. yeah, it's sad, man. So anyway, I just want to say that my condolences to this family, and you know, pour one out for Boba Fett. Uh, if you're watching the Mandalorian, uh, the final episode is this week. If you guys like the Mando, uh, if you like the Mandalorian, watch time. We do a show over on Repeat Theater. It's called the Mando Show. We've been doing it. All season long. If you like that, you can watch the past broadcasts over uh, on Repeat Theater. 
two episodes over there, six and seven. You can watch episodes one through five over here right now. Uh, you can watch episodes six and seven on repeat theater. And then episode eight is on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern over here on YouTube.com. If you like what we do here, you can become a member. You can do a super chat. You can help us out. All that money goes back into this uh, podcast, uh, into this channel to give you guys more content and more stuff to enjoy. I do appreciate you guys coming out. We're here live every single Thursday night, 48 weeks a year. We only miss four weeks throughout the year mostly we're at episode 245 is in the can i do appreciate you very much the next episode that you'll see us of generation x gaming is january 7th january 7th will be the first episode episode 246 of season seven uh will be on january 7th that's the first week the first thursday of next year uh, so that's when you'll see us. I do appreciate you very much. Thanks for coming. There is no stream after this. I have to get ready for the Windows, Windows installation tomorrow. So uh, I do appreciate you very much. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.